All right, all right. Welcome to the show, everybody. This week's podcast, Drunk Tank, episode 15, with my partner in crime and drinking buddy, Chris. What's going on, Chris? Oh, uh, not too bad, not too bad. How are you? I'm How all right, actually. Your side? Uh, <laughs> my side? Uh, my side has been kind of weird this week. It's uh, Things are good at the house, like kids weren't being assholes, and the girlfriend was doing her thing. So, home front's good. Work life, as always, is kind of a shit show. They got me training people who aren't going to work there. They got me training with a dude who I can't stand. Uh, they don't know I'm leaving yet, which they called me today. We're like, we need you to come into work. I was like, no, I'm bartending tonight. They're like, what? I was like, yeah, I told you a month ago I got a new job that I can't come in and cover. They're like, but you're the supervisor. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You don't pay me enough to come in and cover, so I got a second job. And they're like, but, 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 but. I was like, but nothing. It's not my job to cover your site anymore. I gave you the opportunity to step up and keep me on on call and whatnot. And you didn't. So I went and got another job. So figure it out. Like, oh, well, we can send you this guy. I was like, oh, the weed smoker on site. Great. Cool. No worries. So part of me is kind of like not worried about it. But yeah. part of me is worried about it because it's like it's still my job for a month. I just haven't submitted my resignation, which I'll be doing tomorrow morning just for shits and giggles. Even though they called Why me not? yesterday and they were like, or they called me Friday and they're like, well, we're currently renegotiating a contract and you're going to get a bump in pay, but it's not the bump that you want, but at least it's something better than nothing. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, streaming's been good. Uh, I look forward to streaming. We got the RPG shows, which are going well. We got the podcast, which is going well. The gaming side of my streaming stuff seems to be the... uh, (laughs) The gaming content of my streaming life seems to be the weak point of my whole streaming career. But does that mean that you're just going to become a Paladin streamer? No, well, no. Paladins actually did... I had a lot of fun with Paladins, and I hate those kind of games, like the first person one or the third person. But I had yeah. a lot of fun playing with you guys because we're all friends and we weren't really, like, tryharding it. So that was fun for me. And it did okay. But I... Like, the podcast does good numbers. And the RPG... The RPG shows tend to do decent numbers. And a certain couple games do decent numbers. But it's like... Uh, I just... I don't know. I think I think on the... You just need that bigger sort of... You need that... Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I'm happy where I'm at, like, I got a decent amount of subscribers, I got, I don't know, I'm I'm doing, I'm doing my thing, I'm staying in my lane, kind of doing what I want to do, but it's not, on the, on the video game side of it, it, it's not, it's not popping off and growing like it should be, but like, yeah, the, the, the numbers are fine, and I'm not a big numbers guy, I really don't care, but like, with me leaving in a month to move to a new state and kind of transition to a new career, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping that the the streaming stuff would be I don't know picking up a little more than it is. Like I said, I'm not I'm not mad in any way where I'm yeah. at, but I'd like to see a little bit more sign of of you're on the right track. And you and I yeah. talk about the podcast. The podcast is doing good uh, on the other platforms. We're showing good growth. So 
I mean, we this week has been good. It's just been work as it always is, is the shit show because they can't seem to get their shit straight. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. How about you? How was your week? Well, my week's actually was actually no too bad. I mean, I didn't fuck all. I mean, that's that's a good start to any week when you. Did you have a date last night nothing. or today? No, it, it was the date day. It was I was meeting my best mate, and it's his new girlfriend. They've kind of been. I mean, I say new girlfriend. They've kind of been seeing each other since like late last year. Okay. Kind of, I'm pretty sure it was like September October time they sort of met. So but you had lunch. They went away on holiday last at the start of May, mm-hmm. and she ended up asking him to move in with her. Oh, nice. So. It was a kind of, I hadn't met them yet because we're between like work and then just other things that were getting in the way and all that. Um, it was now that was the time. So I went, we went out for sushi, which was Ooh. so fucking good. I Dude, love I just, fucking love sushi. What'd like, you have? I, was, I had fucking everything. <laughs> okay. I had a big setter. It was a platter for one. Like, I'm not saying it's a sharing platter, but it's right. a platter for one. So I had maki and nigiri, and uh, then I got my salmon sashimi. And you like sashimi, then, huh? Oh, I love sashimi. Um, but they also had dragon roll. Okay. Which Just, was what they called. Explain your dragon roll, because dragon roll is different around. Um, It's... Basically, just a roll with the rice and all that, but inside it, it was carrots, eel, avocado, lettuce, cucumber, and then on the outside, like, see that when they roll it up and then they're going to cut it into four. Mm-hmm. What the day is, see on like your uh, giri, you normally get like rice with a wee bit of salmon in it or a yeah, bit yeah, of tuna yeah. or whatever. What they done was they put salmon, tuna, and mackerel, elder tapia, and like an angled thing, and then cut it into the four. Okay. So like you were getting like one of them was like salmon and tuna, and the other one was like tuna and mackerel, and it and it also had tempura prawn in it. It did have Ooh. tempura prawn in it, and it was one of the greatest fucking things I've ever stuck in my mouth. Like without <laughs> a doubt, one and of the best you're... things I've stuck in there. <laughs> and you stuck quite a bit of shit in your mouth in your day. I've stuck a lot in my mouth, and that was one of the best things I've done. Nice. You get a haircut, or did you just pull your hair back today? Oh, I've just put it up. Oh, okay. it was annoying me. I was. It's, it's getting to the point where it's just getting long, and I've <laughs> I never actually had long hair. It's only been in the last like year uh-huh. that it's just because of lockdown and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it started off as it was there was no intention. And me growing it out, and then because the lockdown happened and everything got shut down, um, it just sort of started getting prolonged. Mm-hmm. And then I decided because we do a charity football match every year, I thought, well, one of the sets of strips we've got are for like the eighties, so it's right. like the old eighties football sh- like short shots and all that. And I thought, God, well, what I'll do is that was a bad decade for fashion. Oh, that was the best fucking time for fashion. <laughs> no. And it's making a comeback. No! What, we were, I was, what I'd planned was we would wear these strips and I was going to get my hair cut into a mullet 
go proper 80s, but then that got cancelled because of lockdown and all that stuff, so that didn't work out. And then it just sort of stemmed into that all my family kept on making comments on it, so every time they made comments on it, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm not cutting it there, I'm going to grow up. <laughs> just as a kind of act of rebellion and defiance against people that say I should cut my hair because they don't like it and it's like I don't give a fuck what you don't like I'm wearing it like this and it's it's one of the ones like it was basically I cut your nose off to spite your face because so it's like it, it is the until now where I started going I have this newfound respect for at the time it was like women with longer hair but mm. now it's like anybody with longer hair but I have this newfound respect of you're sleeping and then you sort of roll over and your hair's caught under your shoulder and it yanks it or you're in the shower and you're trying to wash your hair and it's whipping running in your eye and it weighs a ton and you're basically falling out the shower because your hair wears three tonnes as your time in run and trying to walk down the street and the wind's blowing it everywhere and you're just like newfound respect for anybody with long hair because that shit is fucked. Holy <laughs> so, shit. I've sort of decided that I'm going to get it cut relatively soon. I've I've sort of said Scotland start their Euros in three weeks' time, mm-hmm. basically. That's yeah. when the Euros start. So what I've said is, if Scotland win their first game, I'll shave the sides in. Right. If Scotland win the second game against England, I'll get the sides and the back shaved, plus shave off the facial hair. Oh no, Scotland, you go big time! And if Scotland win the third game and or qualify anyway through the first two games, I'll shave it all off and go back to the way it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I've I've said. That's that's the thing. So if you want my haircut, you have to support Scotland through the Euros. <laughs> well, somewhere Dime Zero is crying right now because he passed his twenty year anniversary of no haircuts. Really? Yeah, that's what he said in chat. He's like, I just passed my 20-year no-haircut anniversary, so... God <laughs> damn, son! Probably looking like Cousin It! <laughs> well, you think... Have you ever seen the video? It was yesterday night where I was seeing a video, and it was the Rastafarian mm-hmm. who hadn't cut his dreadlocks in 40 years, and that. he unraveled them all Mm-mm. to show, and literally it was like to the ground, but see, because he'd never cut his hair, see the ends of it, it was like this luscious brown, but the further and up it went, his head, it was grey, so you could literally see like the age lines as his hair slowly turned grey through over the years, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, fucking I haven't insane. seen that one, you'll probably have to share me that video so I can check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it. I'll, I'll, it's on YouTube. I'll, it's easy enough to find. It. <laughs> Dime Zero says, "Cousin it with many wisdom highlights." <laughs> and yeah, like, that's, that's what this what is. is. Wisdom. <laughs> so, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I'm drinking something a little different. I'm just loading up my chatterino so I can have chat open. Oh. I've got your stream open. Oh, I see but, on the document somebody's drinking a little something tonight, huh? Yeah, which could be dangerous. Let's be real. Things could go down tonight. But what I'm drinking, and the, like, this is the funniest thing, because the only reason I bought it is purely because the bottle looked cool. Okay. And the other reason why I would buy it, just because the bottle looked cool and I went, I want that. 
So, what I, I'm just going to move that and cover my face because I don't want to see my face. I want to see chat. But I am drinking Roberto Cavalli vodka. And it's a nice bottle, but what I'm going to say is it's a rather large bottle. Okay. <laughs> so, don't judge. But this <laughs> shit is fucking amazing, right? Look at that fucking thing. Holy shit! Yeah. Like, Wow, I'd buy that bottle too all day. Insane, but it's vodka and watermelon. Oh, it's fruity vodka. Well, aye. Oh, do you see how? Do you see how? Do you see how when I'm going to have fruity stuff, it's stuff that's like forty percent proof. (laughs) It's no beer. (laughs) You know, fuck you. So, I thought the best thing about it, but is. If I put it here, you can still see it, and that's on my fucking desk. <laughs> it's a... That's a big fucking bottle, man. It's a corky one. Oh, like nice. Fucking classy. That's and classy what, as fuck. And to make it even better, firstly, I'm going to pour it all over my desk. First and foremost. Clearly, that's, you started early. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, why don't we clean up that mess? <laughs> Just don't slurp it up. <laughs> nah, we don't. I don't slurp up unless I'm, I'm drunk. Oh, I, I slurp all kinds of things, but that's not appropriate for this conversation. <laughs> and we'll see it in a wee drunk tank. Oh, those shot glasses are precious. I know. Like it's just that kind of way. It's like that pinky out. <laughs> pinky out. <laughs> but, no proper. Um, It is actually nice. Is it? It has that sort of holy fucking shit, my <laughs> foul face and throat is now on fire <laughs> because I don't drink vodka. And right. you can, like, when I done it a couple of days ago when I got it because I thought, well, I better try it make sure it's actually tastes all right. You can have that immediate, you can see it now it's hit my fucking bloodstream. <laughs> and... Even now, I can start, like, it's vodka spirits, so I can now already feel my brain going, wish, wish, wish. You do remember so, the conversation we had about you drinking vodka, how you tend to just black out and, like, disappear. Yep. So if you wander Pretty off much. mid-podcast, I'm, I'm, I'll, know, I'll know you. <laughs> I'll get a phone call from Prague. You'll be like, Fishies woke up in Prague. <laughs> well... The luckiest thing is, is I've got my ginger wine beside me. I'm going to move on to that. I just thought that can be the wee trier. Oh, fucking hell, that's that's a... Oh. That one's a kicker. That's 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 got quite a punch on it. You can taste the, the water. I probably did a shot at the start of this podcast. Which is the worst fucking thing I could have done, by the way. No, I'm good. I'm okay with it. Let's go. 40%. So that's eighty proof. That's eighty proof. That yep. was that was probably one of the worst decisions I could have made on this fucking podcast. No, your worst decision was hanging out with me as your co-host. Fucking hell, that's that is that's got a kick there. That that hits that hits the bloodstream quite quick. That's that's a worry. <laughs> like that's that's blooding everything already. I probably shouldn't have done that, but here we are. Yeah, it's you can like it's got that vodka. Like, see, see if you're a nutter and you drink vodka straight, 
Yeah, like, like I just done, like yeah. a stupid idiot. See that vodka's got that sort of burns your throat, burns your nostrils. You can feel the heat as it goes on down. Mm-hmm. That's why people drink it with a mixer, like a right. smart person. <laughs> smart that person. it has that, but it's it has got the the taste of watermelon is actually quite prominent. It's not like a subtle or a hidden. It's actually quite a prominent watermelon flavour. I don't know if it would be nice with like a oh pardon me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it would be nice with like like see if you mix it with like a lemonade or like maybe even a cherry Pepsi that might work. Watermelon work. and cherry that might work. Yeah, that could be something. But <sighs> it's definitely. I mean, I think the website that I mean I couldn't find it in the shop that I got it for. Mm-hmm. But on that website, I think it was coming in at forty pound. But I think I paid twenty seven. But I got it at Costco because oh. where else would you buy your alcohol in bulk? <laughs> right. uh, like that's where all us Scots buy our alcohol for the week. <laughs> <laughs> for the week, my ass probably for the next two days. That's <laughs> it. Uh, for the podcast. <laughs> but um, I so like it has got a nice flavour. Like I wouldn't say it's one of the best vodkas I've tried. What or flavored vodkas, like mm-hmm. I would, I'd still really like see the absolute vodka, yeah. where they had like the cherry and the raspberry and all that kind of stuff. I still prefer that. That seems to have a lot more smoother flavor. Because mm-hmm. as much as that was like forty pound, I still feel as if if Costco's selling it, it's not the most expensive stuff. Right. It's still got that sort of cheap Costco feel. Right. Um. But other than that, it's actually not too bad. Like, I don't hate it. Have you ever had whipped cream vodka? No, I've had whipped cream on vodka. <laughs> yeah, whipped cream vodka is fucking disgusting. I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably stay away for that then. Tastes nothing like, like whipped cream in all vodka. Because <laughs> I know there's a shot that my next door neighbour usually makes <laughs> when she comes through to get absolutely steaming. Um, and it's, she, she calls it an apple pie. But it's the vanilla schnapps. Mm-hmm. It's vanilla schnapps with a little bit of chambord. Okay. And then whipped cream on top. Uh-huh. And see when you actually... It isn't quite apple pie like an apple pie. I was going to say, it's not pie, apple pie. But it's got that sort of homely apple pie feel. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, it's peach. It just peach has schnapps and chambord. Chambord's raspberry. Vanilla schnapps. Vanilla, oh, vanilla. schnapps. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, like, it is weird. I don't know why it's called the apple pie, why she calls it the apple pie, but it does work and it does taste good. And the vanilla or the whipped cream sort of just like takes that edge off that wee bit. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, it was really good. Oh, I'm going to have to make them at some point. That's weird because chambord's raspberry. That makes no sense! It's not apple pie if it's vanilla and raspberry! Only if you mix vanilla and raspberry together, it makes apple. No! It's, it's, like when you mi- it's like when you mix yellow and blue together, it makes green. No. I disagree. It just makes a fruit. It makes a totally different fruit. That's, Possibly. That's how science works, clearly. Oh my god. Hell no. That's fucked up. But, uh... So you bought the watermelon vodka and you got ginger wine. So you're 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 balling out tonight, huh? Well, the ginger wine was purely just in case I didn't like the vodka. 
the ginger wine was more just a this is what I'll drink throughout the podcast, whereas the watermelon was just a review at yeah. the start. No, just, I like it. This is hey, here's uh, something cool. I gotta thank you because you uh, you picked up my mead for me. So Friday, I, I, gotta, I gotta send you some cash money. Right? Yeah, is it is no, that no, the box? Can I see the bottle? Uh, this is the the weird thing. I would love to show you the bottle, but see they've put it in a box and then see the packaging that they put the bottle in. They stop it for smashing. It's like plastic bubble air things. Oh, nice! But in order to take out the bottle, you need to bust that open. Ah, and no, I thought no, I don't want to bust that open. I'd rather use that to transport it to yeah, you. Yeah. Because it's got a bit of a bigger distance to travel than just coming up for Lancashire for me. Yeah, so I thought, you know what? I've taken a picture of it. Like, yep. I'll send you a picture <laughs> of the bottle within this contraption, but I wasn't willing. You'll just have to wait till it comes. Oh, I'm going to use that meme for the new house. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for picking that up. I got to send no, you, I got to, like, I got to, like, I got to, like, fucking. PayPal you or something the money on Friday. Ah, no, there's, there's no rough for it anyway. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, as you said, there was only 150 bottles made, so... Yeah, I know. I was, I was so happy when they made it. I was like, I want one so bad! And you were like, I'll go get it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Excellent. I love it. So I can't wait to uh, have that. But anyway, what are you drinking? What, what am I drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking... I got one from my favorite brewery. Uh, I got their Breckenridge Brews Vanilla Porter because apparently I don't like the taste of real beer, according to you. Yep, <laughs> because that's porter. <laughs> What's wrong with porter? It's no beer. How is it not beer? It's a porter. It's oh, a porter. How is a porter? Explain yourself. Well, you've got porters, you've got ales, yeah. you've got stouts, you've got beers, you've got lagers. Uh-huh. Like, they're all different. It's still beer. No, it's a porter. It's dark as shit, look. That does the bar. You can have an Indian pale ale, you can have a dark <laughs> ale, you can have a blonde ale. I drink them all the time and you're like, oh, it's, it's fruity ale. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess it's like, there's all different things. You can't just what, fire everything into the one thing and go, oh, it's all beer. No, it's... <laughs> Otherwise, it would be called vanilla beer. It's vanilla fucking beer, okay? <laughs> anyway, how is it? I gotta say, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, not a sponsor. They're one of my favorite brewery houses right now. Like, I've had five or six of their offerings, and they never disappoint. They've got a, a perfect blend between hops and malt and uh, just the whatever flavoring that's in there. This mm. is... It's... It's heavy, but not heavy in an undrinkable way. It's not like yeah. you're drinking bread. Um, it's definitely got the malt. It's definitely got the barley and the hops. But then there's that hit of vanilla that kind of lightens it up. <clears throat> and uh, right. it's almost drinking like... It's almost like drinking a vanilla Coke without the acidity of the soda water. You know what I mean? All right, okay. So, yeah, I mean vanilla. I don't really like vanilla, but I can kind I can gather what you mean with the. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hugely big on vanilla either, but it's just it's just enough in there to like round out the malt and the hops and and all the other yeah. notes of it. 
So it, it's it's a real smooth drinking porter. Like I've had a couple porters where they can be real heavy in the mouth. This one's got that heavy yeah. sort of porter flavor. It full bodied. Heavy's the wrong word. It's got that full bodied porter flavor, but then the vanilla comes in to kind of lighten it up a little bit at the end, and you're like, all right. So I could drink. I could probably drink two or three of these and be good. But like, if I drink, you know, four or five of something else, it's like too too much. But like, I could sip yeah. two or three of these throughout the day and be like golden. It's still yeah. not in my top five. Like the vanilla porter is great, but like that Vikings blood, the the Goose Island Matilda, the Kentucky. The I found out the name of the brewing company that makes that fucking cream ale I drank the other day. It's Lexington of uh, Lexington Brew Co. or something like that. <clears throat> but they make the Kentucky bourbon vanilla cream ale, which was really, really phenomenal. But this is yeah. this is really good. This is really good. I like this a lot. I I could see if I wasn't doing like mix and match every couple weeks, I'd probably get a six pack of this and probably sip yeah. on it throughout the week. But yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's Breckenridge Brewery, again, not a sponsor, maybe, hopefully, hey, Breckenridge. Um Send us some shit. Breckenridge is, is, is one of my favorite, like, craft breweries. They're down in Colorado. Um, and my dad introduced me to Breckenridge. And every once in a while, I'll just grab some of their shit. And it's just my, it's my regular go-to. Like, it's not expensive. It's like 10 bucks for a six-pack. So it's a little more. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's higher end than your Buds or your Stellas or whatever. But, like, it's definitely quality. It's definitely up there. Yeah. It, it blows... It blows some of the other craft breweries that I've had that are commercially available out the water. Breckenridge is, it's just quality across the board. Again, not a sponsor. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before we continue on, I got a, I got a, I got a letter from the lawyers last week that said we did not say their name. So, uh, before we go any further, because the lawyers are in the corner again, um, if you are joining us for a drink or you are drinking when you listen to this or whatever, please make sure you are of legal drinking age in your area um and please drink responsible don't drink and drive just be smart yeah. be safe and be legal not like us idiots who are just idiots but uh yeah man it's been good um <laughs> but yeah. sorry i'm just the, that vodka's fucking hitting me <laughs> i noticed i noticed for a minute there you kind of like apparently chris is doing good so, oh, dude, you can tell I'm slacking on my job because I don't have the now discussing link up. Docs, fucking docs. terrible. I know. One fucking job is to run your stream. I know. I That's know. it. I know. I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monster says he likes the uh, look of your fancy vodka bottle there, buddy. Oh yeah, it's it's actually quite dangerous though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like I literally had one wee shot and I'm already gone. Why did I do that? That was fucking. That was a stupid fucking idea. Yeah, right. But that is actually they like the like that was really the only reason why I bought it was because the bottle looked really really nice. Like they did have a pineapple one as well, Ooh, which I'm now like very fucking curious of. Like I think I might have to go back at some point and pick up a wee <laughs> pineapple number. Yeah, like, must... like what would that? What would you mix that with? Like it could be like that could be a cocktail vodka, watermelon. Like, yeah. yeah. That's what <clears throat> you know, like, maybe I mix that and a pineapple vodka and have death. You know, actually, you could do. You know, it would be really good. 
if you mixed the pineapple, the watermelon, and, and strawberry together, or like a kiwi. It seems like a, an awful lot of vodka and a drink, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you do it like a, you do it like a like a almost like a a, a triple daiquiri. No, oh, but like this is me on one. You're white me at another two and another alcoholic. Yeah, beverage. you just, you just like, do it like a daiquiri. You whip it up like a daiquiri. You do a triple daiquiri. But it's still going to have a lot of like the same amount of fucking alcohol. It's like just because you had fruit juice, does to make it go right? It's got less alcohol now. Like it does to just that. fucking I'm dissolve. Just, I'm just saying for the flavor combinations. Aye, but it's still <laughs> going to get you pretty fucked. Like, what does it matter if it tastes or it tastes all right? You're, you're going to be fucked. <laughs> but you don't want to remember what the fucking thing tastes like. You go the grunt. Isn't that the point, though? I like, I, that's just how it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still uh, going to try it. Yeah, like, oh yeah, for, for facts, Fuck 100%. <clears throat> so, Why the fuck not? So, <clears throat> let's talk about this week. We've had some interesting, we've had some interesting stuff, so. This week in the document, oh, I forgot to put my drink in the document. Um, This week, let's talk about expectations Plans, growth, and the reality checks. Because it's been an interesting week for you. Uh, and it's been an interesting week with what I got going on. So let's talk about um, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Ah, yeah, well, God firstly, damn, my expectation is to be able to make it to the end of this podcast without, without fucking off. <laughs> like, that's first and foremost. Like, expectation number one, don't pass out. <laughs> yeah, don't leave me hanging. <clears throat> I guess I guess what I mean by expectations, plans, growth, and reality checks is Well, we've been doing the podcast for fifteen episodes, right? We've been yep. streaming me for three years, you for about a month, month and a half now. Uh, what... Yeah, my first stream was the twenty ninth of March. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so almost two months. Yeah. What 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 was okay, let me phrase it like this. What was your expectations for the podcast before we started the show? Be bigger than Joe Rogan. Okay, that's okay. That's all right. Just shoot for the moon right off the bat. Okay, I wasn't expecting yeah, well, that. If you're, if you're no first, then why try? Because if you don't, if you don't <laughs> fight for that number one spot, then why even bother? Like, what are you going to win? I mean, you're not wrong, but Joe Rogan really. That's a hundred million dollar Spotify deal right there, bro. I know, but we would spread. We'd get a hundred million dollars for each fucking podcast in place. So there's four hundred million dollars straight away. I'm okay. So with fuck Joe plan. Rogan. I'm okay with this plan. He's not my type, but all right. I know, but if it was to turn it, like I would let him put me in a fucking cobra clutch. Like, <laughs> come on. You wouldn't say no. You're wrong, but so bigger than Joe Rogan. That was your expectation, really. To be honest, like if we're going to be like taking the vodka out of the picture, right? (laughs) Personally, my expectations for the podcast was with the types of conversation I was wanting to have, Mm -hmm. and the type of explaining and 
talking about how I research different topics and how I, I like to make sure that my argument is, in, is informed and that any other counter-argument you take in, you, you understand, and then you go and do your due diligence and learn from it. The main expectation was is I could bestow that upon one, two, three plus people in a community. That was a success because that's three less idiots you now have in the fucking world, which is a win when it comes to idiots in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so my main thing was just trying to get people to learn how to motivate and inform themselves through different things. That's that's how I kind of wanted the podcast to go. Plus, it was another way to just kick back and enjoy a Sunday or a Monday night at the start, but right. just enjoy a night where you can just <clears throat> chat about things that were bothering you, that were motivating you, which had a positive effect on you, the occasional thing that had a negative effect on you, and just trying because... As we've discussed on the show quite a few times regarding like mental health or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's been an amazing experience to learn just how many other people throughout the community or people listening that have went through similar things. And I think, it to me, that's taken an, an extra step on the podcast to kind of go, well, at least we're reaching out and being able to show other people that shit happens. Like you're not alone in all these fights and struggles that you think you've gone through and even the least expected people that you think would be gone through such things tend to be gone through things and trying to use this platform as a way to share your own experiences but help other people find the strength to share theirs Mm. that was kind of my initial expectation was just trying to offer a place where people can go to just take a load off for a couple of hours. Just a place where they can go feel safe and just be able to talk without the judgment or the hatred or anything else that comes with that sort of shit that you normally get hit with. That was that was pretty much it. That was my expectations for it. If we could help a couple of people, then it's a win. I think that I think that's fair. Um, when we started kicking around the idea, I had I had done a few podcasts, nothing to the level of what we do now. Like I I did a show semi regularly with Bernadette where we talked about a lot of stuff. The problem with that was we see each other all day, every day. So yeah. trying to sit down and talk about something we haven't already talked about was very yeah it was rough like we we got a couple episodes in and we just sort of dried up because we're a couple that's always doing stuff together we we have our own things like she does her businesses i do twitch but like we're in the home together we see each other every day we conversate quite a bit so having a yeah. having a way to keep it fresh kind of petered out and then before i did the podcast with bernadette i did it with a crew of streamers um it was a former a former group of unaffiliated streamers called the Untaken Haven Boys. Um, they're a bunch of young cats, and we did a bunch of stuff, but it we could never nail down a, a format, and there was a lot of like 
it was just chaos. Like, a lot of good conversations. And I'm yeah. still friends with all of those guys. But, you know, life kind of moved on with them. A lot of those guys don't stream anymore. Um, a lot of those guys went to school or, or got, you know, their dream jobs. Because they were young cats. Like, they were 19, 20, 21 years old. And I'm, like, 40. I was, like, 39 yeah. at the time. So, like, I get it that it, it fell apart. So then when you and I were talking about doing something because you were like, hey, I want to do a podcast, but I, don't, I you know, I don't know exactly yeah. what I want to do. Um, but um, my expectations were, all right, let's give it a shot. Let, let's 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 put some shows together. Let's talk about some interesting stuff. And if people show up, they show up. If they don't show up, I get to hang out with a cool guy from Scotland and drink beer and talk shit. That was essentially my expectations. Now, what I didn't expect was your fucking crazy ass coming up with like, oh, I can get this shit on Google and Spotify. And I was like, that's a thing. How the fuck does that work? And then you're like, oh, by the way, I got a stinger. Like, I did not expect you to be like Captain Runaway Train with making this thing like a, a legitimate thing. I thought I was going to pop on stream and be like, bullshit for two hours and you're like nah dog i got you here let's make a stinger here let's make a fucking website that's amazing looking right i didn't expect any of that but holy shit dude like i did not expect that and then and then the uh when you sent me the the analytics for like the first couple episodes i had no idea that just you and i could could touch as many people. That's the wrong word. Reach, <laughs> reach. Oh, and then you, I could do that. <laughs> I I it's had no idea Tinder, that. Mate. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> I had no idea that this this dopey little podcast would reach as many people as it has. Like you were telling me a couple weeks ago, like what, like Belgium and like Belgium, Germany, Holland, yeah. UK. And it, it was like Thymian where we've got like Salt Lake City, we've got LA, we've got Portland. Salt Lake City. Got... The Mormons, really. We're drinking, it's illegal over there, and the Mormons like, you know, them boys are speaking some truth. Oh, maybe that's it. We can't do it, so let's listen to people that can. Possibly. But yeah, so, I mean, honestly, my expectation was, fuck it, let's, let's give it a shot. And as you kept putting more things on, I'm like, this might be a thing. <laughs> well, I don't do anything half-assed. No. Surely you would have learned that by now. Oh, yeah, but neither do I. And that's, that's the thing is, like, I had no clue on how to, like, globalize the show outside of just putting it on Twitch. You yeah. you have taken that and was like, fuck it, I'm going to, like, you, you blew it up. And, like, I had no expectation of that. I was like... I always thought, like, yeah, maybe I could get a podcast up and running on, like, SoundCloud or whatever. Because I thought... You're too good for SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, right. I I didn't know that that Spotify or Google or, or iTunes was even a possibility because we weren't an established brand. We weren't an established name. I had the expectation that that might come later. But not right out the gate, you psychopath. No, you just have to fucking fling yourself into the deep end. At the end of the day, if it didn't, if it didn't pan out, 
it was hardly an expense that was they going to be worth it. Like it's not as if we've spent thousands to get mm. gear and and licensing and all that kind of stuff. It's literally cost pennies compared to like a high fucking production line. Mm-hmm. But it's like the way. My main thing was you have a lot more experience in like the this side of stuff. Right. Like the production side of stuff. Whereas with me doing different jobs and all that kind of stuff that I've done over the last couple of years, I've got a lot more background experience. I know where to look, I know who to talk to. So for me, it just seemed like the perfect combination of work, really. Like, mm. I knew on the production side of stuff, you had that covered. So right. I didn't have to look into that. Whereas I could look, I could more focus on getting the word of mouth out, getting the, the brand name out there, getting the podcast up and running, getting this, getting that, making sure we've got that professional look. So I knew that's what I had in my arsenal. Mm. So for me, over the last couple of years where I've thought this is what I've wanted to create, I've wanted to, to, to make this, I've had all this knowledge behind me, but I've just not had the production value and the production knowledge. Right. So it almost feels as if for the last maybe three years, I've been waiting for that side to pop up. Right. And it was by fucking chance that two stream raids <laughs> yeah, down right. was going to be the beginning of finding that half right. that knew what to do and knew how to control it. Yeah, no, it's, 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 we talked about it a couple times on the podcast. It is, it was a freak chance that you and I met. Because you are way the fuck on the other side of the pond, six hours ahead of me, right? We didn't have mutual friends. We weren't, like, you never commented on anything on Twitter. Like, we knew nothing of each other nine months ago. Nope. And then one night. Not a fucking thing. One night, a, a streamer friend of mine who's coming up on the show next week was like, yo, Docs, let's play Among Us. And I'm horrible at it. So, of course. He's like, I know a couple guys. You end up in that game, and then after that, you started. We, you know, you started coming around, and like, if I if I'd have been busy or had something planned that night where I didn't play Among Us, you and I would have never met. Yeah. That- well, I think it, the, the, even, to make it even funnier is see about a week, two weeks prior to that. Titan raided you. Yeah. Sent me and Tim into your chat, mm-hmm. but it was just within that two weeks. I only ever popped in a couple of times, just to see what was going on because I had other things going on, and it was it was the Among Us game that kind of then just flung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was a case of nah, I enjoy this community. I'm going to be a wee bit more involved in this one. <laughs> And that's that. That's it. That's that's the history written fucking there. Yeah, because... that's fucking weird, isn't it? But it's the the craziest thing that comes from it. And me and Tim's talked about this. Is me and Tim were in the same streamers chat. Mm-hmm. 
had no idea about one another. We were just in another streamer's chat, right. and by chance, this streamer that randomly raids small streamers, like physically looks for people that have one to five viewers at the time. I do that, and <laughs> and I'll raid them just to get like to make their day, give them that thing because the community of that streamer is fucking fantastic. Like right. it's one of the best communities that I'm in party, and. It was just by chance that we raided that stream and met Titan. Mm-hmm. And then that's how me and Tim then met each other because we stuck around in Titan's chat. Mm-hmm. And then Titan then raided you one night that then made me and Tim come into your chat. And that's that's literally how it built. It was literally within four weeks of me starting to watch this other streamer. Because mm-hmm. up until July, I didn't watch Twitch. Right. Like I never like I had my I literally had my account since Justin TV days, but I never yeah. ever used it. <laughs> that was the old days. Like, that's that's how long ago I've had this account. But it was the until like July when mm-hmm. I just thought, ah, well, I'm just going to start because it was like I, I found the streamer on YouTube and then switched over to Twitch to start watching the live and all that, right. and that's just how it went. But to think that. A video on YouTube of a streamer basically kick-started this Your and show. is basically where we're at now yeah. is absolutely fucking insane. And it just shows you that you can find the craziest fucking things in the world without even thinking, without even looking for it. It just sometimes shit just gets flung at you and it sticks. <laughs> yeah, it's one of Which those... is probably not the, the nicest analogy to think when you're talking about a friendship. But <laughs> No, nah, it's it appropriate. It's appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's weird because like I always thought about doing a podcast because I listen to podcasts at work all the time. I listen to like Joe Rogan occasionally. I listen to like gaming podcasts like Critical Role. I listen to um um I listen to a lot of comedians' podcasts because, you know, every comedian has to have a podcast nowadays. Bill Burr, I was listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast until all that shit went down. Uh, we're not going to touch on that because that's, I don't know, that that's that's a whole shit storm right there. But, um, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, it's weird because when we started talking about it, we're like, well, let's just have a show where we drink beer and talk about shit. I was like, okay. And I was like, that could work. A couple of people might be interested. Then we got into it. And we started talking about things that were... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, divisive. Things that were relatable. Things that were kind of off in left field. And as as we kind of went through some episodes, your and I chemistry went went through the roof. Like, we, 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 we started clicking really well and yeah then we started once we got the show distribution up my expectations have sort of have been actualized and now my new expectations is to eventually get the podcast monetized so that we can so that we can do more with the show like do like maybe live segments or or things where we could uh where we could do try different like things where like we get together and do a live show together one time 
things like that. My expectations yeah. have been, my beginning expectations have been so smashed with everything that you've done and, and the production side that we, we've done that those initial expectations is just... Foregone conclusion. Yeah, and, and now the new expectation is like, let's next level this bitch, right? Because you and I got chemistry. The the community around it seems to be really good. The reach is is growing weekly. So like what's 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 next? What's the what's the stop us? Like aside from anything in life taking a turn, like what's the stop us from leveling up the podcast to the next level? And by that, what is the next level? Like we this show's like a couple cameras and a mic. Like what's the next level? I I I'm so excited, but yet so, so un, unknown of where we're going to go on the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you this bit of information that I've, I've not really tell anybody, especially you, but basically in the last couple of weeks, I've already firmly decided that if this does take off a bit more, like it is, it does look as if it's. I am fully committed to coming over, like hundred <laughs> percent, nice. like full on, like not just a Fuck visit, yeah, not go. just a thing. Like I'm no. fully committed to go. Fuck it, moving. No fucking way. If, if no fucking if way. Certain numbers get hit because it's one of the ones. As much as we've kind of proven that technology is advanced enough that you can make a podcast mm-hmm. 350,000 miles away from each other. Right. And it still looked pretty decent, but as Dred said in chat, the next step in it is potentially hiring a crew and getting yeah. a proper production of something going. Mm-hmm. And if we do hit that sort of level, see, in order to make that worked its best ability is to be on site. Yeah. That's that's the only way. And it's not as if I can fly out to you every Sunday and you yeah, or you can can't. fly out to me every odd Sunday. Like that's just not gonna be. So it's gonna be a case of proper looking at logistics and stuff. Yeah. Because nice. if everything does kinda go the way it is. But Talking about like where we can go, like we've already talked about the odd we like. I know we talked about the kind of jokey stuff and all that, mm-hmm. but nothing's stopping us for going right. Seeing a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. we're going to have a thirty-minute, one-hour live Twitch news show where yeah. we'll talk about the news of the week and we'll. But the news of the week that isn't on the mainstream media, the news of the week where people should know that this has went and happened right. or information on things. Which we have talked about, we have joked about, but yeah, it, it's just it all comes down if we're going to be able to make that stinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then get... other than that, I'm no willing to go through that if we cannot get that stinger made. Yeah, that would be because then it's just pointless. It's pointless if we can't be sitting in an office looking at paperwork and then look at a camera. It's just it's not going to work for us. Yeah, that that <laughs> dude. Seriously though, like, oh man. Would you want to leave Scotland, though? You're such a homer, though. But you I've, love where you are. Yeah, I love where I am, but like I've I've moved a bit before. I've been in Holland for a year and a half. Yeah, but you're coming to the Florida of the world, bro. That's that's. I know, but 
I wouldn't go to Florida out of Florida. Like, yeah, right, me neither. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe I had to up and move to fucking LA. Yeah. We get this shit into Hollywood. Right? And then you we and get I a just. studio for this shit. That's right, we just take off. Take over mm-hmm. Hollywood. <laughs> I can live in that one bedroom, one room, toilet, kitchenette, bedroom, bathroom, <laughs> it's called the on studio. the one room sort of thing for three grand a month. <laughs> There you are. There you're living the American dream there, boy. Yeah. Basically a cupboard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the powder toilet. I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to speak out of turn, but like yeah, that that does seem like the next level to like get one like if if it does continue to grow, knock on wood, right? Or press board anyway. Um Yeah, that that would be the next level, wouldn't it? Getting a crew, yeah. getting a production space, shooting the podcast, and then doing like the news show, mm-hmm. maybe doing like a, a cooking show, like definitely turning it into like a full production company would be like the well, next level, wouldn't it? That's where I'm like, that's why I've finally up the website and I've created the Drunk Tank Productions, which yes, as of three days ago is now a official British company. What? Like through the books, you sly dog, you fucking proper now. But that's just for tax reasons because I can't. They have a company that's potentially could make money because then big bad tax man will come. <laughs> yeah. um, but like for me, if like I mean, if things were to start kicking off, there's nothing to turn around and go right. We've got a production company. If we then decide that we're going to get a crew that can day the production stuff of mm-hmm. the podcast, get cameras in, get a proper studio in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't stop us from going, right, well, we're going to then have a kitchen area where you can then do live kitchen cooking mm-hmm. streams from that studio. And then there's nothing stopping you if you're turning around and going, right, we'll see the way Critical Role's got their live action. Yeah, that, you that's You do your amazing. RPGs where you can fly people in every couple of weeks and do a live RPG. Mm-hmm. Like the mayor and mayor that it can grow like there's when the the thing that always sounds me is when people think about growth, they always think about oh if we get to this but then we'd have to get to this but they would right. whereas for me what I would say is well our next step would be to get a crew in a studio. Because if we can get a crew in a studio it opens up several different fucking avenues that you could fucking go down. Like, it opens up so much that you could potentially do. Yeah. Rather than just turning around and going, well, we get a crew, we become Joe Rogan. It's me, well, we could get a studio, we could get a crew, and then we can start going into the RPGs, we could go into cooking streams, we could start bringing in other people mm-hmm. to host different things. Yeah. And that's when it starts going through a lot more of the production company as opposed to an on-stream thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I and then totally that's where you start going, do you start going doing where on a Saturday night you can start having your very own talk shows? You start having... It goes off a of Twitch and it starts going on to terrestrial TV, cable TV. You can just... Like, once you get a base level, mm. it opens up a lot more than just shooting straight for, I want to be at this. Because if you've got the ability to be that, you can open up, oh, this as well. Yeah, so it seems like one the main thing, thing for another. me is yeah, like the main thing for me is don't don't limit yourself 
in your creativity mm. because it might be one of the ones that if you if you find it as a production style thing more than just you mm. you might not be the face of the cooking style right we could find somebody else that would come in and do a cooking show we could find somebody else that comes in and does another show and mm-hmm. at that point like the outcome could be that we run a 24-hour production company that does seven different shows every single day for different areas, different styles, different platforms. Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting. rolling in fucking everything. That'd and we'll be crazy. sitting there and we're mansion in Malibu. I'm never moving to Malibu, bro. <laughs> but I would get a mansion just because I can. I mean, yeah, that's, that's that'd be swagging on people. I'd be like, I got. Well, we could only we'd rent it out and make more money. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll rent it out for raves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. But no, it's. But here, here's the devil's advocate. What's the reality check now? What would be the reality check? It it falls apart. It, it Twitch work. turns around and says you're not allowed to be drinking alcohol. Oh fuck! Then that. we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that derails the whole fucking show. Yeah, yeah, because alcohol is the magic that makes it go, right? Yeah, exactly. Watermelon vodka for the win. Well, the the thing about it, but is the only way that this could get derailed is if Twitch shuts down, right? And even at that, you then move to YouTube. Yeah, you move to YouTube. Like, there's not really a catastrophic reason as to why it would get derailed completely. I mean, it might be one of the ones that we could be 10 years down the line making millions and then a fucking scandal happens within the company that completely fucking shuts us down in that sense. But that's taking things to the extreme. But when you consider what we're doing right now, where we're at right now, just because I paid £12 to a fucking website company. Right. Like, what what's stopping that this couldn't just keep on going like if this is see if this is the height that we reach right i'm not really that mad about it because i'm enjoying what we're doing so it's like it's it's hard to really think of a reason as to what would derail it completely unless there's like a major fucking sex scandal or you get caught with meth in your pocket going through an airport security. Like, that's the only way that you could think would be <laughs> catastrophic to us, but... Yeah, I, I I see where you're going with that, but I mean, realistically, I, 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 understand, I totally get it, and that's that's the thing, but isn't isn't there, and I'm playing devil's advocate, isn't, isn't, isn't there a way that we're like Icarus, flying too close to the sun with those... those those expectations, like really a production company, like anybody who hears this, that, that isn't an optimist or, or somebody who, who like take somebody like my mom, for instance, who's very pessimistic. She's like, Oh, the, your pot. Cause I talk to her occasionally. And she's like, Oh, your podcast, that that's not paying your bills. Not right now. But like, yeah. In the idea of having a production company, like somebody who who's a pessimist, wouldn't they be like, well, that's a little, that's a little far-fetched. Like, you guys are two guys with a, a, a small following. Like, how are you going to get a production house? Like, right? Well, here's the thing that I would say is that is, see pessimists. Right. Like, see if all the pessimists you know, how many of them run a company? How many of them 
could retire next week if they wanted to. How many of them are successful in any line of work that they've done? It's hard to really like say just how many of them have done that. Right. Well, see if you look at optimists, where you turn around and you think of like just I mean like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Philip fucking Franco. What that fucking Windows, Microsoft dude, right. Sony, like. Do you really think four years ago they weren't sitting there going one day and their ma was going, that's no paying the bills? <laughs> like, Me? I know. If, if, you, if you cannot envision a point where you want to be, mm-hmm. like a point where you would like to see, what would you work towards? What, it's, it's one thing to envision something Mm. it's another thing to think it's already there like it, it would be completely idiotic of us to turn around and go on that's definitely going to happen like right. we're, like we're basically there we might like take the foot off the gas we're, we're fucking hitting the heights the mm. difference is is when i look at it and go this is the potential there's a lot of fucking steps that we have to take along the way to get to that right but the Unless you've got that vision, you can't start planning out how you'll get to that point. Yeah. And the thing with like being successful, other people that are successful, they're the ones that will tell you, I know you could totally do that. Mm-hmm. I know, without a doubt. Because they people know hard fucking work. Like this whole idea that successful people go there because of luck. Luck is fucking bullshit. Luck does not exist. Luck is an excuse unsuccessful people made up to give them an excuse as to why they're not successful. That's what luck is. Luck does not exist. Hard work gets you success. Thanks. So it's like successful people always look to other other people and raise them up. Mm-hmm. unsuccessful people will always feel bitter and jealous and envious and try and shut you down with every fucking beat of their body that mm-hmm. they possibly can. They're the ones that will tell you you can't do it, you could have done it. And if you do get successful, their hatred and their jealousy just fucking stinks up everything. And you'll soon realise that because they'll be the ones that will turn around and go, oh, it will never fucking work. Do, do, do. He got lucky, he's just, I mean, oh, he's posh and he's rich. Do, do, do. And it's like, no, that's just fucking bullshit. It's one thing to go too far in your expectations and forget what reality is. It's good to have people around you that can keep your feet firmly on the ground. Facts. Because you have, you have idea people and you have the practical people that can put those ideas to work and help you get to that idea. But for me, I have an idea of where I would like this to go. But I've still got both feet on the ground and both eyes on the work ahead that step a to Z has to be done in order to get to that stage and you can't skip it. We have to get there, get there, get there. Like, well, numbers don't say Joe Rogan. Right. We're not going to be bringing in multi-million pound sponsorship deals. Not yet. But it doesn't say that within three, four years we couldn't be there. Within ten years we could be there. Yep. Twenty years. Like, the thing with it is 
it'll come as long as you're willing to put in the work. When you stop wanting to put in the work, it's like you're not going to focus on it. You're not going to put in the time and the effort, which is really the point. But when you're willing to put in the work, even the littlest bit of success, you're going to go, fuck, we're fucking, we're winning this. Yeah. Like, it could be one of the ones that it comes to the point where this is your level. But so fucking what? Oh, it's a great level. Nothing wrong with this level. Fuck yeah. I'm having a great time. You're having a great time. That's it. It's like, you you look at the Paladins games. Mm-hmm. I've raided two people that play ranked on Paladins the two times we've played it, right? Yeah. And see watching their streams and just the fucking toxicity and hatred and vile fucking shite that they... Because I, talk- I was talking to my mum about this and I was talking about Friday mm-hmm. when... The five years were playing paladins, and I was at. And the funniest thing that came for it is when we were playing the game, when we won a match, all five years were sitting there going, "Oh, that was fucking awesome! That the tactics were fucking brilliant. Your your skill at this one was on fucking point, yeah. and your healing was great. You look at the fucking damage that you got. You on the objective was fantastic. But seeing the games that we were getting absolutely destroyed." Uh huh. We were constantly going, fucking hell, this team's fucking amazing. Yeah. Look at their look at how they're able to just fucking they they're so on point. They're just uh, at no point was any of your gameplay toxic. And we played I mean, I was on stream for fucking eight hours and mm. no point in those eight hours did I go, This is shite. I yeah, had a great I fucking missed a raid of forty two people. Did you match really? up? Because I was so focused on what we were playing, oh, no. because I was having such a great fucking time. Oh no! It wasn't until I looked around and I seen about 20, 30 comments for them just talking amongst themselves oh, because no. I had to fucking look oh, to the no. side to see. Because I was that fucking. Because fo- that's why I kept on like muting myself, is because I kept on having to go. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm sorry for missing everyone. Scrolling away back up to answer anything that was on and all oh, that. No. And, Thank them for coming in and this All and right. that. Because, like, that was the moment where I went to 50 followers. Yeah. So I got, like, my VAP badges and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, congrats to that. During that stream. But I fucking missed it because I was that <laughs> focused on having such a great time playing Paladins. So, so it was like... So a major, a major, a major milestone on Twitch is right by you. <laughs> I just fucking missed it. <laughs> That's fucking great, thing. dude. But yeah, like, um, you, you mentioned something about pessimists, right? And I tend to be a pessimistic optimist. Now, that sounds like an oxymoron. But what I mean by that is I tend to be... Take away the oxypot. What was that? Take away the oxypot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I tend to be the type that um, prepares for the worst but hopes for the best. And I don't know yeah. if that's a, a good way to be... But I've always had a situation where, like, and I I almost had it happen again, but thanks to the community, it didn't. Everything that I've built for myself at some point has been taken from me. My first marriage and my family that I had taken from me. That wasn't my decision, right? Went went crawling back to the to the rent house, stayed a couple months, rebuilt my life into the amazing relationship and family that I have now, right? I helped start a martial arts club for at-risk youth 
where we didn't pay any, the kids didn't pay anything and they got proper quality martial arts instruction and life, life skills training. Yeah. And, and if my friend who sees this, I don't mean to make it sound as bad as it's going to sound. I, I love you, Chris, my other Chris friend, but I didn't get nearly the recognition that I deserved in that club. Like there were forces outside of me, my my friend Chris and my other friend James who were working as a trio that put the spotlight on Chris and he got all the recognition and, and he kind of got lost in it. So James and I who were grinding the training and everything while well, he was doing training with us, but he was meeting with the heads of the places we were training at and meeting with people in the city to get, he, he was doing a lot of the other work because his name was on it. James and I didn't get nearly the recognition we got and we kind of got chased out and and not by him, but like we kind of got chased out and that club is still going strong, but I'm no longer involved in it. I spent 20 years building that thing and I, nothing came of it. Like I didn't care that I, I, we weren't getting paid or anything. I just, I wanted to get, I wanted to be a part of recognized as, as, as a, a part of it and recently you know there's there's recognition but like i'm beyond it i'm past it like it it's in my book and i mean if if chris ever watches this i mean no offense i love you to death but like it's it was too little too late i can't i'm beyond that now. yeah I, I, I you know and then <clears throat> you know i and with the streaming stuff i i built up my community and I, I've collected amazing friends and they had great experiences. And that was on the brink of collapse until the community came through and, and made sure that we can continue to do this. You being a huge part of it, Dread, Zim, Tim, all these guys. It's so I'm not a pessimist per se, but I, I'm a pessimistic optimist because when the things that I have built collapse through no fault of my own or or confluence of things that I didn't notice or whatever, I know that I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to grind my bones and blood to get back to where I was and be greater than I was. So when it comes to the podcast and, and what we're talking about, there's a lot of work ahead, like you said, and there's going to be, yeah. there's going to be pitfalls that we don't see coming scheduling errors yeah. life stuff um you know covid who would have predicted covid though in this in this case covid has been a boon because we've been able to get this show yeah. together right so and let's be honest covid was actually like there was people that knew it was going to happen yeah like they've been saying it for like covid is new covid's been there since the 70s and 80s this variant of covid was new but right like, Especially here, like there was task force in place that mm-hmm. predicted this was going to happen, and the government didn't take action. So this was predicted. <laughs> yeah, but I, I but don't think do. the success of like Twitch and like the online streaming world. Mm-hmm. I don't think that success would have been predicted. Right, like you were saying, like, I think that like I didn't think this was going to be a fucking like potential outcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So, like, for me, the reality check isn't such a negative. For me, the reality check has been, one, a call to 
to to really look at myself and address a lot of my own personal issues of self-worth and self um self-worth and dealing with my depression and being able to look at myself and go yeah like people give a shit about what i say like like we talked about and mental health is a running theme with us and, and one of the things that i i struggle with is that imposter syndrome like when we started showing numbers and growth in this show i had i had moments where i'm like that's a one-off right we, we can't be growing that well it's and i had and i had moments and i don't think i mentioned this to you i'm like yeah but they're tuning in for chris like chris Chris brings the heat, you know, so my own imposter syndrome, even within the podcast has gotten to me, but because of the way that you and I work and, and the community around us, I've been able to like kind of silent, not silence, but kind of beat that voice down and say, you got a show this week. Let's go. People are counting on this show. Yeah. We've got people that want on, on Wednesday are going to listen to this and, and they want you to be on your A game because you know, Chris is going to bring the heat. He always fucking does. So you got to fucking put your game face on, put that chorus of you're not, you're not the reason, or you're not one of the reasons this works, or, you know, you're riding Chris's coattails and fucking bring it. Cause you know, Chris is going to bring it. So yeah. in a way this podcast and the, and the way the community has sort of built, uh, basically saved my streaming career has really been, beneficial because it's allowed me to silence that chorus of negativity because a lot of times yeah. I get no one cares like before my stream before I hit that go live button or I send that tweet I get that no one cares why, why are you doing what you're doing but in a way the the way we're leveling up this podcast it does show me that people do care and mm -hmm. if it's just you and dread and zim and my girlfriend that's more motivation than I had three years ago. Like three years ago, after, you know, after I flunked out of college, right, due to a lot of factors, like one, I couldn't do the math and, and everything. And then, um, you know, home life problems with our kids. I, I ran out of financial aid and I, and I sort of bombed out. I was like, what's the plan? And Bernadette was like, well, you've always talked about streaming and doing a podcast, so do it. And I and I, I fiddled around with it, and I made affiliate. And then the last three years of my affiliate has really been making that steps to, to better myself. But in the last six months, out of that three-year span from meeting Monster and meeting you and, and hanging out with Dread and Zim and everybody, getting the, the voice acting gigs have really shown me that the only thing that's held my potential back has been me. Like yeah. growing up the way I did where my mom was like, and, and I, I love my mom, but we, we disagree on a lot of things. Like I'm not anybody who hears this. I'm not trying to bash my mom and say she was a bad parent, but my mom always had this. Well, you're never going to make it. Your, your name is Tufno. You're going to grind your shit into the ground until you're dead. And the only thing you can expect is that your kids may potentially have a better life than you so don't step out of your comfort zone don't step out of your safe space have a plan get the day job get the reliable get the reliable check don't focus on creative or passion stuff 
when the exact opposite should have been true. I yeah. should have been doing shit like this. <laughs> and well, for years, definitely. for years, that mentality of be the grinder, be the breadwinner, be the guy that goes to work every day and and takes no time off and and does nothing but work and support and grind and don't think about what you are in the equation but what your goal is because that's all you are in the end is is the grinder that is yeah the, especially the last 9 months like i've done streaming for 3 years the last 9 months have really kind of opened up and i'm not i'm not huge i'm not blowing up i've got a real small group of subscribers that i i i think are amazing i've got less followers than people have started before me but these last nine months in particular have been really, really defining because it's just shown me that if I give a shit and I trust myself and I trust the team around me, that good things are going to happen. And yeah. like today, I got a call from work. They're like, oh, um, homeboy is in Atlanta. He can't come to work. And I was like, nine months ago, I'd have been like, all right, I'm going to work. But I was like, no, I I know I'm the supervisor, but it's not my job. You need to cover it. You fucked up on the scheduling because they don't let me schedule anymore. You don't give me a team anymore. You handle the scheduling. This is your fuck up. You cover it. Nine months ago, yeah. I would have I called you up and been like, hey, I got to go. I got to work. Yeah. But today I told work, back on. I got shit to do. My other job calls. My My other shit calls. You know, yeah. it's just, I don't know, man. It's so when, when I think about the podcast as a whole and streaming as a whole with you and me and dread and the RPG shows that are coming, I, I really do believe you when you say there's nothing holding us back. Like we could be that production company. We could be that production house. We could do that. We could become the, the next Joe Rogan, uh, on that level or greater, but there, there's, there's a lot of the stuff that we want to do that we're one going to have to learn to do. Cause you and I, I've got a couple years of TV production. Like I know how to do voiceover. I know how to do like camera angles. Like I did TV production in high school. So I've got the background, but I never pursued it in college. Mm. So there's going to be a lot that you and I have to learn. There's going to be a lot on the business side that we're going to have to learn. And what's, yeah. what's truly interesting about that is i'm up for it i'm up yeah. to learn how to do the business side that you do i'm up for showing you how to do production notes and if if and when it does get to when we're in the studio you and i are gonna have to sit there and go okay what's what's what what's the look of the show what's the feel of the show what angles are we gonna want to what cameras are we gonna want to use what what overall theming and aesthetics are are we gonna wanna are we gonna wanna do? And yeah. In a way that excites me more than the next video game that's coming out because I love video games, don't get me wrong, and I'm a streamer and I get paid to play video games, but like if I was to tier list what I do on Twitch, and this might piss some people off, but tops, it's the podcast, RPG shows voiceover streams and then ga gaming is the bottom tier on my list of of 
what I do on Twitch. And I I don't mean to, to trash gaming. Like, when we do community games like Paladins and when we're playing League and stuff, that's great. I enjoy that a lot. But doing this or doing an RPG show or doing RPG work and, and, or doing voiceover work where I get to do stupid, poorly done accents and, and inhabit characters and then send those off to people or hell... A couple months ago, here's a great example. I recorded voiceovers to animated shorts. I replaced the audio, right? I never put that work up. I never completed the project because mm. I didn't have the confidence in my skills to edit the video together. And I didn't have the confidence that, you know, people would see it as my own work because basically I took animated movies off of youtube and i i took out all the audio and i i ad-libbed everything and the people that saw me do it live thought it was hilarious but i didn't trust that it was good enough for me to post it to youtube because i was like eh, it's not that great but i'm kicking myself because maybe i should have so yeah when it comes to what the next level of the podcast, I don't want to be like, eh, you know, like I was a couple months ago. I want to be like, all right, let's go. Chris has got an idea. Let's go with it. This is this is the production. This is where we're going. Let's let's fucking go. And not, I don't want to hesitate to the point where it's going to stop me from doing it. But I, I want yeah. to hesitate enough to do the due diligence that we do it the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, I definitely know what you mean, and. Like, I think that is, like, first and foremost, like, the fact that, like you said, over the last couple of weeks I've been able to do the podcast and it's been able to help you kind of get yourself out a certain kind of funk that you're in, straight away that already says podcast has been a success then. Yeah, facts. Because if the podcast has been able to think, like, as I said, if it can help one person, then it's a fucking win. That's what we started here today, is change one thing. Even you a couple weeks ago were were struggling with existential depression, and you seemed yeah. to have clawed your way out of it somewhat. Yeah, that's that's it. But again, that's just another argument of hard work. Like mm-hmm. it's never going to be fucking easy to get what you want. Like if you're if you're going to have to claw yourself through a whole lot of fucking shit if you want to make it in anything. And I think like what you touched on in the the what you were saying is it makes it a lot easier when you've got other people around you that are willing to put in that work, that are willing to put in that fight and that clawing and that dragging because it's one thing you haven't to do 100% of the lifting, but mm. see when you've got one, two, three, four other people that are willing to help you lift that load it makes it all so much easier if everybody's yeah. moving in the right way. And I've seen it myself throughout the podcast is and even just other aspects of streaming or just general fucking life is it's a constant, like you said, you say that I'm bringing 100%, that's it. So you need to fucking go with that. Well. It's the exact same on my side as knowing that you're coming and you're going to fucking hit hard. I need to fucking bring my game. And mm. that's that's something that builds on success is when you know you're not trying to out-compete 
someone else, but you're trying to bring their level. Yeah. And if they're bringing their best, you can't ask for any more than that. I mean, if somebody's best isn't top, that doesn't matter because as long as you're bringing your best, your hundred percent, it might take that wee bit longer. It might take a different route to get there, but it'll eventually get there if you set your mind to a goal. Nothing will stop you to achieve that. And like you said about your mum saying things like "you'll never succeed" and "you can't get out of your comfort zone" and all that. I've been the complete polar opposite. I know you. I cannot sit in my comfort zone. See, when things feel comfy, it scares me because mm-hmm. it knows that I'm fucking mediocre right now. I'm no pushing myself enough. If I'm sitting and I'm comfortable, I am not pushing myself hard enough. And that's where I know I have to step up, do something different, move something on. And you talked about how when you kind of grew up in that, you realised that you had to be the grinder, you had to yeah. be the worker, you had to go out and put yourself through that daily grind every fucking day, making sure you were the breadwinner bringing in money and all that. That isn't a bad thing. No. The I... part that could be construed as being the bad thing is me, I'm a grinder, I'm a 100% work, I'm a 24-7 worker, I'm mm-hmm. a three days without sleep worker, I'm one that grinds every fucking moment that I'm possibly able to put in a shift. The difference is, is I make sure that I'm doing things that I enjoy. If I'm not enjoying a role, I'll bring in somebody that can do that role. Yeah. I don't see why I should die. That's where, like, in some cases, hard work is how you have to do it. You also have to have smart work. And that's how another reason why there's certain, like, look at Elon Musk. Mm. Elon Musk says countless times in his, his books or in papers or just in interviews how he knows he does not know everything, but yeah. he's smart enough to bring in people that do. He's the idea man. Yeah, he's got knowledge and engineering and physics and all that kind of stuff, but he knows there's better people out there that he can tell an idea and they'll make it happen. Right. That's the difference between real success and people that think they have success. Because if you want to have proper success, it's in a role where you're comfortable, you're making money, you're fucking dragging your ass every day, but you're enjoying it every single day. Because mm-hmm. what's the point if you're not enjoying it? Everybody says, oh, life is short and all that. No, bullshit. Life is the longest thing you'll ever do. It's a fact. Yeah. So why not use that time to make sure you're doing something you enjoy? Well, I, I think I think uh, uh, for a lot of people, and I, I want to touch on something you said about Elon Musk, but I want to answer that point. I think for a lot of people, the whole why don't you do something you enjoy, I think a lot of people especially where I grew up in the neighborhoods I grew up, they were never given the opportunity to explore what they enjoy. Like I was never, I was never given the the opportunity. Well, what I mean by that is they were never, they were never, they were never given the support to chase the passion. Cause I grew up, my mom was a bartender for 26 years. She worked three jobs. Like I, if I would have told my mom, Hey, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a entertainment person. She'd have been like, Go fuck yourself. Go to work. Right? People who grow up in certain circumstances aren't necessarily 
given the support or the or the push by their parents or their peers to to do the things they love because one they're not given the opportunity to explore what they love because they have to sacrifice for their family or whatever and two there may not be an outlet available like in some neighborhoods like i grew up poor and sort of middle class there was a point in time where my mom had a house and we were okay and we were in a nice neighborhood well in some of the more poor neighborhoods you didn't have so much as a community center like so there was nobody to even offer the option of learning how to do theater or do art or music so i think a lot of a lot of times the whole do what you love thing is one you have to have you 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 would have to have the oh excuse me chicken nuggets are coming up you would have to have the opportunity to try things to figure out what you like and you would have to have the support from your people to embrace those things. And it wasn't until until this current relationship, and I know my ex will listen to this, um, Bernadette was really the first person to not only support me, but push me to, to chase my passions. Where when I was married, it was all about the bills and the family and, 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 you know, your dad, your husband, do your thing. And again, I mean, no disrespect to, to my ex, but Bernadette is the only person that I've really had experience where she went fucking do it. And then were days where I went, I don't feel like it. She went, no, no, go to the studio and fucking do it. And I went, but I went and she's like, no, 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 no. Go do it. So I think it comes down to a, a lot of a lot of the the do what you love stuff is opportunity and support. And I know what you're gonna say. Why wait for the opportunity? Sometimes you have to wait for the opportunity because the opportunity isn't even in your general vicinity. Like you yeah. don't have access to have the opportunity. I think like it's, it's one thing that I'll I'll. I'll try or I'll make sure to work on this. I think in that sense I have a kind of ignorant thought of that, like an ignorant kind of belief in that because for me I would be more of a you don't have the support around you be your own support. There's no opportunity around you make that opportunity. Like I know that's a kind of ignorant outlook to have because I understand that there's different situations there's different things right. there's a different factors that can fall into that kind of kind of space and that's something i have to personally work on but i wouldn't call it like but, but that's kind of how i've seen it is that opportunities aren't going to just fall in your flat like it's no something that blows in the wind right opportunities are something that you have to sort out you have to make happen mm-hmm. like do you have to grind three jobs while going to school, pay for school, in order to get to a position to make an opportunity happen? Mm. That's 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 how it is. But in the whole, like, like your thing is that's something that you love. I don't necessarily mean it's something that you love, like it's your dream job. Right, 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 right. All I'm meaning is you shouldn't hate 
waking up in the morning to go to work. You shouldn't have to drag yourself into the car to get to work. You should be doing something that you like doing. Like, I'm not saying that it should be this altruistic fucking job that you should be doing. Right. But just, like, like at the moment, you don't like... The, like everybody can see you hate the fucking security. Fucking, God, like, do I do, hate it. Like, you absolutely hate it. In a way, you are moving cross-country to get away from that sort of lifestyle where you're going to find a new job, you're going to find a new lifestyle you've got time with. Mm-hmm. To me, that isn't you've been waiting on an opportunity. You've seen you're unhappy and you and your family have made the decision to sort out an opportunity to better your lives. Right. You're moving to find that opportunity. Like you said the other week there that you had a nightmare that you moved all the way out and you ended up still doing security. That like, was a rough you one. can see that's a genuine fear if you're having nightmares about it. Yeah, that but was, that the was difference rough. is, is what you have to remember is you now have a support. Like, again, no disrespect to any your parents or anything like right. that, but the way your your mother and that kind of find me the whole lack of support and all that kind of stuff. To me, that shouldn't be an excuse because once you hit sixteen, eighteen. You're yep. your own person. You make sure if you have to be your support, you be your fucking support. But the thing where it is circumstances affect everything. Yep. You're now in a position where you now know you've got that support system there to go, no, 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 you won't be going to fucking security when you move out there. Like there's plenty of other fucking things you can do that does not involve security that you can do. So I can understand that things will change and like but but that's where I mean in the whole opportunity is sometimes they're not going to just arise. They're not going to come. You're going to have to work and you're going to have to make them. Right. It's You're not owed shit. That's... You're not owed respect. You're not owed money. You're not owed entitlement. You're not owed a job. You're not owed opportunities. You're not owed dreams. You are owed shit in this world. You create and you take what you want. Like you make what you want to be. That's that's what it's your life. You're you're the you're in control. But at the same time you're not in control. And what you have to be able to do is realise you're not in control, but you're in control of how things affect you. Like you can't control your boss turning around and going, by the way, we can't actually keep you on, so we're gonna let you go a month early. Thanks. That means that for the next month you're not making money. Mm-hmm. But how you handle that is something that you can control. Whereas you can turn around and go, right, I need to fucking knuckle down, get something quick. Just get something to drag me out that month to make money. Right. Or you can sit there and go, oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm so, I feel sorry for myself. Oh, everybody come give me sympathy. Like, that's, that's, that's the aspects you control. The things you control are you and how you react to things. So I think. It's one of the ones. People need to realise that and that no meaning to sound arrogant or ignorant or just downright dickish. You're in control of your destiny, if that's what you want to call it. Yep. You're the one that makes or breaks everything that happens to you or you allow things to define you. Like, people with a disability 
don't let that define you. You are you are not your disability. Nope. You are what you make yourself. It's people outside that you can't control that will focus on that. Fuck them. Fuck all those people. It's what you define yourself as. Yeah, you you mentioned and, you mentioned this. I I hate to cut in, but you mentioned disabilities, and I want to reinforce that. I have several disabilities, physical and mental. My kid, Sammy, has a mental disability. They're ADHD, uh, inattentive. Um, a couple of my other kids have emotional issues and mental issues. And what we tell them is your disability doesn't define you. It's just an obstacle to become overcome. Now, the caveat to that is people will try to define you by your handicap. They will try to classify you by your handicap. Thus, they will make exceptions and excuses for you. You are cannot let that happen because once you let that happen, you give up control to the people that are making those exceptions and those excuses for you. And it allows no. you to rely on your disability as your excuse. When that shit don't fly. Mm -hmm. That shit don't fly in my house. That shit don't fly. And the other thing that we tell them too is nobody in the real world is going to really care. That you have a disability. They're going to care that no. you can get the job done and if you're an asset to them. They're not going to yeah. they're not going to be like, "Oh, hey, you you're having a you're having a bad mental health day. Stay home. That's great." They're going to be on the phone calling somebody else to cover your job. And if you keep using that as an excuse, they're going to replace you. Yeah. Cuz that's the thing is that facts dread Dread says, uh, people, and there are people that let their disabilities be their identity. You can't let that be either. You can't let that be the case yeah. either. Anyway, Ex I, exactly. I that, was, cut in. that was kind of where I was going to touch on that part. A lot of people take their disability and automatically assume it's a negative. Yep. Disabilities could be a positive. ADHD. Hello. Yeah, right. I've let it, let it. So the difference is, is if you can use it to an advantage, like, just because you might have a, defi a a neurological deficiency in one aspect, it doesn't mean it, it, it factors into everything. I have personal knowledge of ADHD, and I know, see, to combat that, there's a lot of shit that you're not going to find interesting, and you're just going to get dragged out. Yep. See, when you find something that you can hyper-focus on, something that pulls you in, something that you like to do, that's your focus. That's what you focus on. Don't allow everybody to push you. Thing me. So if you're not great at maths, you don't have to be great at maths. Mm -hmm. Like we've got calculators on our phones. Like why the fuck do you need to? Why do you have to find x? Why do you have to know the Pythagorean theorem? Like, like it's it's bullshit. It's it's just current school knowledge and education. But if you can find something that you can focus on, you enjoy doing, you want to do. That's your advantage. Like mm -hmm. that's that's what you can use your disability to improve. Because if you've got that topic that you can fucking get into, then you'll be on a level playing field as other people in that field. Mm -hmm. Because you fucking know that field. You love that field. You can do that field. The problem is, is when people think of disability, especially mental disabilities, they immediately think that because you're bad at one thing, you're bad at everything. That is the worst fucking 
generalization that's ever been created by society yeah. because just because you have a disability does not mean that you're broken it does not mean that you're negative or a burden all it means is that in certain aspects of your life you may struggle and if you can find a support system that can understand that and know that yeah you may be lacking these topics but in these fucking topics you excel let's make sure that we help them fucking do those topics because everybody doesn't want to help anybody that's just how the fucking society seems to be but if you can find a support system and a team or a group or a an extended family that are willing to be able to accept and understand that your deficiencies in certain things don't define who you are. That's it. Me, personally, I am constantly late for shit. I'm never on time for shit because five minutes before I'll sit there, I can sit for an hour before this podcast. For half past eight, I'll sit here going, I need to make sure that I'm here for half past nine to be ready for the podcast today, this, today, that, and all that kind of stuff. I will sit at my computer doing fuck all for 55 minutes. See, at five or 25 past nine, I'll go, oh, I better jump to the toilet and do that. Maybe I'll jump down and grab a sandwich. Maybe I'll thing me this, maybe I'll thing me that. Fuck, it's five to ten. Right. All this shit I could have done in the last hour, but my brain went, I need to be here for an hour before going, oh, I better jump away and do this. Mm. Everybody knows I am late. So see when it's got to the point, now see if my friends ask me to go somewhere, they ask me to be there. Like if it's, they'll say to me, 10 o'clock, that's when it starts. I'll rock up at 20 past 10. Thing does they start till half 10. Right. Because my friends know, accept and understand that I have deficiencies and limitations in certain aspects of my life. They're willing to accept that and support that because they found a way to be able to handle it so that they can help me in those situations. Mm. That's what you need in those situations. Having people constantly say there's something wrong with you is not helpful in anything. So the, the one thing that I would, like, especially for Sammy, the one thing that I would want her to know is that ADHD especially is not a limitation. No. It is not a defining thing. There is a thousand things to the five things that she is bad at, that she is good at. There's plenty more things that she can excel at that she'll struggle with. And all she has to do is make sure she tries to find those. Don't just settle back in in yourself and think, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm just terrible. Because you'll never find it. But just... Try everything, just see, because you will find things that you're good at, and as long as people are in here willing to accept that, then you'll fucking excel. Elon Musk, ADHD, uh, Michael Phelps, ADHD, Einstein, yep. ADHD, plenty of fucking musicians and all that kind of stuff, and artists, ADHD. The difference that they've got is they had a support system that as soon as they found something they excelled at, their support system went, let's fucking go. So there's always something there to then define you as a success. You just need to find it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things we do at the house here for the kids, like Sammy and and Merck and uh, the other ones. We 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 try to like get them to see that like you don't have to do what Dad does, right? You don't have to work three jobs to make the bills pay, like. 
we we try to teach them that figure out take this time while you're young to figure out what you like bounce around move around whether it's music or sports or art or or anything take that time explore your interests now so that as you get older and your interests or your passions mature or change you can say okay i've already chased this or i chased that i didn't like it when i was younger but maybe if i go back to it maybe mm. that's a root because one of the things like like i've highlighted is i don't want to be that person that looks at somebody and says well that's dumb don't do that right and there are times where i've i've looked at people and been like okay that's kind of batshit crazy but if that's what you want to do, do it. But make sure that you got a backup plan so that when you are doing the batshit crazy thing, you're not flying without a safety net. Where to me, when I what I was told is, don't do it no matter what. Right? I've always... Just to find you on that, the, the funniest thing about that is, see, for me, I've never had a plan B. Really? I've... The way I've always looked at it is see if you've got a safety net behind you, you will never put a hundred percent into step one. That, I... That's just a personal thing in me is if you want to proper succeed, you could not cast your net out because as long as you have the knowledge that if this doesn't work, you're not gonna put in the effort. Well, see if you have the knowledge of as this goes shit, I am fucked. You'll make sure you put in a hundred fucking percent. That's just how I've always done it. That's how I've always seen it. And it's a lot of the podcasts that I listen to is the same thing. I know other people might have a different thing, but that's just always the way I've been. I've thing made myself is if you have a plan B, C, D, E, F, you're always going to have that. That means. To me, you're never going to put 100% in because if this doesn't work, I'll move on. If that doesn't work, I can move on. If that doesn't work, I'll move on. Whereas for me, especially with like ADHD, you have to have that. No, I have to put every fucking thing I've got into making that work. Otherwise, it's not going to work and I'm fucked. And again, as I said, that works for me. I can understand why it might not work for others. Well, but... I'm, as I'm, a, just another perspective to end this whole thing, right? And 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 to me, I'm the opposite because knowing that I have that backup plan where the bills are paid, it allows me to go 100 percent in because I know that if if it doesn't work now, like now, I know that I have a safety net. If I can give my 100, percent I can I can I can drive forward without having to worry that the bills aren't going to get paid. So for me, it's it's almost the opposite. If I know that I have that safety net there, I can devote that hundred percent to it. Now the 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 devil's advocate argument is well, because you're working so much at at the, the day job, it's limiting your ability to to do more with the stream or the podcast. Which I can see that argument, but for me, knowing that the bills are paid because of the day job allows me to stream as much as I do allows me to put as much into the podcast as I can. So my perspective yeah. is opposite of yours. Which I think is yeah, one of no, the, I, the driving can, factors that make us work though. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see like again, I can I can understand right. the argument for that. But at the same time for me, like I would be on the other argument of, well, 
if you are having to do your day job, yes, you're putting 100% in to the streaming and all that kind of stuff, but how much is your 100% being limited? Because that's nine hours per day yeah. that you've now broken off of your 100%. So in the grand scale of things, you're not, it's not your actual 100%. Right. It's the 100% of what you have left. Yeah, it's 100% of what's and, available. Yeah, 100%. I got you. And the only other argument that I would make in it is, well, you've got this second plan B that's paying the bills, so you're able to focus on your plan A of, of getting the stream and all that kind of stuff. What then happens when plan B goes away? Does plan B going away now shut down all your plans? Hell no! But that's what I'm saying, like, if you've now got no plan B, that means that the bills aren't getting paid, are you going to have to go and find a plan C, plan D, plan E, in order to make sure that plan A still works? Or, like, I, I can understand, like, especially something like streaming in that, is that it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. In order to make an income, like like you said, for you to order to make streaming a full time job, you need to be bringing in a thousand subs a, a month, or in order sign to a make brand it. deal that makes up for the income. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where it's time, and I can understand that streaming itself, you are not going to be able to do that within the first month mm-hmm. of starting. Like it, it's there is some success stories but it's in the grand scale of things you're talking fucking 10 out of the 40 million streamers and content creators that in the first month were making multi-million pound deals every fucking right. month but it's just it's a weird one because as the likes of society and technology moves on I can sort of see how my mentality on like working and lifestyle and all that has to sort of evolve to keep up as well because the likes of these new jobs like content creating and uh, like the self-employed work like I'm a self-employed I work for myself and that means that financial burdens happen and that I cannot guarantee an income right so it's like I can understand as society evolves, some mentality takes might not be able to be put into that situation as well because the likes of streaming, you can't really go 100% unless you have a good fucking support system behind you. Like you're talking like the the streamers that can go 100% full-time streaming from the get-go or your 18, 19 year olds that might have came out of school that still live at their parents' house, have their bills paid by their parents, don't have to actually, and they can just sit there day after day, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Anybody in the real world knows you're going to have to go and get another job. That's understandable. But that's where, personally, I have to grow and learn and understand and develop my outlook because I know my outlook will not be able to work in every situation. Mm. And I can't take my situation and success as a be-all, end-all, because it won't always work in every situation you put it towards. Yeah. But that's where the point I was wanting to make, in that it's funny how 
so many different people can have a different mentality on things that work for them personally, which again is another factor in the argument of not allowing disabilities to limit and define your personality or person because everybody's perspective in doing things would be different and that if you have a disability, find something that doesn't allow your disability to limit it. Yep. In order to be a success. Everybody can be a success if you if you're willing to try and figure that out. If you don't have the passion or the willpower to go and figure it out and you want to just sit there and have every excuse under the sun to not do anything, that's that's your prerogative. But right. don't expect opportunities to come along and knock your door. I, the main point I wanted to make as I tried <laughs> to make an hour ago was you are in control of the opportunities that will come to you. Yep. And don't think that that you're entitled to it. No. You go out and make it. Yeah. And that's something that I've noticed that this new generation seems to have, this overpowering entitlement that they should get this, they should get that, and this and that, and you're like, well, no, you go out and fucking work for that. Yeah, I, I noticed that, and uh, I'm not trying to throw shade at, at other people that I know, but I know several couples with kids and a lot of them do have that like well well why don't why well why doesn't this just come to me and it's like no like there's there's a couple kids that i know especially in the neighborhood around where they uh they go to school with my daughter Merck and when Merck got her cell phone they were teasing her about it they're like oh you got how come you don't got an iphone blah 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 and Merck was like because one, I don't like iPhones, right? Apple is, Apple is just a brand. Its tech isn't necessarily better than what I got now. And two, I got to pay for my phone. And they were like, what? She's like, yeah, my dad makes me pay for my phone. And they're like, well, how much do you pay? She goes, I don't pay money because I don't have a job per se. But if my grades aren't, reaching certain marks and I'm not doing extra chores and assisting my mom or my dad in other things. I don't have a cell phone. Their response to her was, well, that's stupid. Your parents should just give you one. And she literally goes, no, because a cell phone is a luxury. It's not something that you just, you have a right to have. She goes, you you have to earn that. And then Sammy, my uh my child, the the non-binary one, their mother pays for their cell phone, but even with them, her grades have to be up. She has to do extra chores at the house. Like the a lot and then there are other examples like there was a kid in the neighborhood where they were doing something and I stepped off my porch and said, hey, that's not appropriate behavior. Go pick that up. They threw something in my yard, some refuse. And I said, that's not appropriate. Pick that up and put it in my garbage can because my garbage can, it was it was garbage day. I was like, the garbage can's right there. Pick it the fuck up and put it away. And they were like, well, who gives a shit? It's, it's, just, it's just garbage. I said, I give a shit. 
You don't want me to do that to your lawn. Well, you're just going to pick it up when I walk away anyway. No, the fuck I'm not. You're going to come back here and pick it up. Because I know that your parents taught you better than that. And I just got this like, oh, really? So I, I get what you mean by that self-entitlement, that, that sense of self-entitlement, like the world is mine. Because yeah. a lot of parents today do like give their kids things without making them work for it. And a lot of those younger generations than me, a, a lot of them, like the 20 year olds I see now live with this, like, well, why I am not an IG star when I just post up a, a picture? Why, why am I not famous on Twitter? What are you doing? You put one post up with your ass hanging out and you expect it to go viral. Like you're not, you're not, you're not communicating. You're not making content that's unique. So you, you put an ass shot up and you expect to go viral. I could Google right now booty on anything and get a million other booties. You got to hustle. You got to grind. You got to work to make yourself unique and you got to provide yourself the opportunity through your hard work. Like we've been saying since the beginning of this damn show today. And I think that sense of entitlement is the opposite of what guys like me were raised with. It's you ain't getting shit ever. So no matter like just work, pay your bills, shut the fuck up and be happy. Now with the pendulum, it's gone the other way where it's like the world is your oyster you should have anything you want, but who the fuck wants to work for it? Oh, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to yeah. me. But. It, it, it just, it confuses me a lot. Yeah, it does. And I hope that with this podcast, one of the expectations like we've highlighted is that maybe that 20 year old kid or that 16 year old kid on Spotify, hears the story of like me or you and says, yo, that dude's 42. The other guy's in his 30s. And he's starting a career now? I'm 19. If I start my passion project now, by the time I'm 42, I'm going to be big balling like those guys are. Or beyond those guys. And that's, you know, that's 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 a thing for me. Yeah. And the other thing on that is... It- this should be enough for your proof to go. You don't need to know what you want to do in life at mm. 19. You don't have to know what you want to do at life at 30. Nope. The main thing is, is when you discover exactly what you want to do in life, pursue it. Facts. Because the most interesting people I know still don't know what the fuck they want to do in life. <laughs> And they just fucking roll with it. I want to do too much Something shit. comes up, they go and do it. Like, you look at me, I have had countless fucking jobs in different fucking roles. I've been in a kitchen. I've been a delivery driver. I've been in offices. I've been journalist for a fucking music magazine. I've been fucking in recruitment. I've been in warehouse staff. I've been in retail. I have been around so fucking much... I'm like a job slut. <laughs> you and me both. I've been a nanny, yeah. a bodyguard, a security guard, a personal trainer, a cook, a, a fucking lifeguard, a, a first aid instructor, a fucking 
uh, a, a roadie slash uh, band guy. I've been a bartender and about like, yeah, dude, job slut, 100%. All because I just, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. Like, yeah. Like, and it's it's fine. It's it's totally cool to not know what you want to do because you you'll eventually find it. Yeah. And you, like, there's no age limit to life. Nope. Like when you figure it out, you just you pursue it. You find that fucking passion. You find that talent, and you go for it. At but, forty, at fifty, at sixty, three and, years before you die, fuck it. Yeah, and the, and the thing I want to add to that is passions come and go. Don't feel bad. If you're really into something for a year or two, and you you fucking balls to the wallet, and then your passion shifts, don't feel yeah. bad about that because I've had those moments where I was like, I'm I'm in 100, percent and then a year in, I'm like, mm, I ain't got it no more. Yeah. But I continued yeah. to do it because I felt bad about all the investment that I had made or or the people that had made the investment, and I was like, mm, stick it out. Don't don't be like that. If, if if your passion wanes, drop out, dip out, count it as a, a valuable experience, and take that experience to the next one, that next passion, that next job, that next thing, that next conquer. Whether it's you know jobs or relationships or yeah, whatever. No, so exactly. I think that's I think that's a great place to segue into our happy endings, brother, because we're coming up on the two hour mark. And yeah. who went last week? Did I go last week or did you? I could not tell you. I right. I never remember. That's because you're drunk on vodka right now. Every episode <laughs> I never remember. So let's go with you first then. You. Oh, I want to talk about vodka. All right, let's go. Uh, so you got this story. And I'll be yeah. 100% honest. I did not have time to, to skim this article today because I was busy. And uh, well, eight million really, shit today. Literally put it in the document at half past nine. <laughs> I was a learning experience for the both of us. So the spirit yeah. that doesn't give the plant uh, the planet a hangover. Did I read that right? Yes. What the there fuck is, a... is this shit? Right. It's another thing on the environment, right? Another Always. one of these kind of stories. Always. Plus, there's alcohol involved, so oh. I'm having a great time. All right, let's go. But there's a company. Um, what the fuck are they called? Avalon, or Avalon. I, I, I call it Avalon, right? <laughs> okay. Two people, Tim Etherington, Judge, and somebody else, basically sought out to try and find or create an alcohol or a, a, a spirit or a drink that doesn't cost the planet so much shit. Mm-hmm. Some of the numbers that they find me with of... Uh, where was it? Where is it? Right? Heineken. See the, the energy that they use? It puts 69.9 kilograms of CO2 per 100 litres of drink sold. Oof. That is what it costs the planet and the environment for right. Heineken to, to create their drink, right? Uh, Diageo needs 4.62 litres of water to produce one litre of product. Okay. Which is just using up all the, like, the world's water, right? Mm-hmm. And Bacardi, right? This this one fucking, like, reading this, I went, that can't be right. Bacardi Whoa, I just saw it. 
62,944 tonnes. That's like almost 63,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions in 2019 alone. What? I just saw that as you were about to read it. That is like car manufacturing levels what the of greenhouse gases fuck? getting pumped into the atmosphere, right? So this company, right, Avalon, Stephanie Jordan, Tim Etherington Judge, they decided to, like, challenge themselves to, like, sort this out. Their drink, right, 700 milliliter bottle removed 2.73 kilograms of CO2 from the atmosphere. Which is a lot better than pumping a shit ton into the fucking stuff. <laughs> right. But basically they put a lot of work, like this is years in the making, they said. But what they discovered is apples are so much are like one of the best sustainability fruits or like foods to be able to grow. And basically they go into a thing that's like a uh, Soon discovered that apples are the most environmentally friendly ingredient to distill. They outperform cereal, grapes, grains and sugarcane for biodiversity, carbon emissions, pesticide and fertiliser use and water use. Said with that in mind, the pair settled on producing Calvados, a brand a brandy from Normandy that made using only apples, water and thyme. Uh, wow. They said when they went into actually learning about this Calvados, Basically, what it is is uh, the spirit had an appellation d'origine controlé, which is an AOC, which basically means there's a certificate that you like. See, like champagne, champagne can only be made in the Champagne region of France. Right. Anything else is sparkling wine. Yeah, That's exactly. How it is. Right. So this brandy has a similar thing said a certification that protects regional produce in France by ensuring it's made to a strict set of standards and it just so happens that the traditional way of making Calvados was relatively sustainable. They said uh, its CO2 emissions were low as apple trees sequester carbon and AOC rules prohibited the cutting of grass between the trees which naturally promoted biodiversity. Mm. Orchards couldn't be artificially irrigated either so producers relied on rainwater only. That means that there was no mechanical equipment, there was no electric use, they couldn't cut the grass in between the trees and stuff like that. Everything was 100% natural in the growing of these these fruits. And then at the same time, Calvados therefore requires very little water to produce, about one litre of water per 700 milliliter bottles, which is a lot better than four or 6.43, I think it was, mm-hmm. that they said. Uh, 4.62 litres of water to produce one litre of product by Diageo. So it's a massive fucking cut in that. Um, the day kind of go into a wee bit more that uh, they've won the sustainability or sustainable product of the year at the PEA Awards in 2020, which celebrate business that benefit people and planet. Uh, they want to go further and they're now looking at becoming organic and the founders are looking to run the distillery on 100% renewable energy. That means that they want to get like social power and all that to run the actual, like, their buildings in order to like create and distill and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it also does go in uh, to see 
it's not just on production side where Avalon is making a difference either. The company has applied to become a B Corp and recently joined the 1% for the Planet Scheme, whose members contribute at least 1% of their annual sales to environmental causes. Some of Avalon's profits now go to charities that protect bees. Without wild bees, there are no apples, and without apples, there's no Avalon, says Edrington Judge, who believes all companies should take LCS. Uh, but the other thing that they do kind of go into is there's two other planet positive drink brands. They've got an air company, which is a New York based air company, has invented a conversion system that captures carbon dioxide from the air and converts it into vodka. So they are now Whoa. actually trying to develop things that improves, like takes out the shit that other companies are putting into the system. Right. And converts it into fucking alcohol. It converts it into fucking vodka. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Right? And then there's another company called Nedargin or Nedargin. Uh-huh. Scotland. Scotland's Arbicates distillery has created the world's first climate positive gin made from peas. Nedargin has a carbon footprint of minus 1.54 kilograms of CO2 per bottle. Peas are a part of a unique set of plants known as legumes that are able to source nitrogen, which is critical for plant growth from the air. Uh, this removes the need for synthetic nitrogen fertilizers, which can harm waterways, the air and soil. Uh -huh. That's three companies alone that are now looking at ways to produce alcohol. And it's, it's fucking hilarious that there's a Scottish company there. But... <laughs> It's another step in what we've been always talking about in these positive stories where there is people out there that are looking at the environment and the planet and stuff and they're going, let's find a ways to create everyday luxuries or even just everyday items yeah, good. that we can use to help protect the future of our fucking planet. And it's not even, at this point, it's not the future of our planet because planet Earth will survive longer than us. It's our ecosystem that we're fucking up. Like, planet Earth will still be here for billions of years. Oh, fuck it's yeah. humans that, that is going to have a fucking issue. So the fact that there is people, but obviously, these are, again, as we keep on saying, stories that aren't actually brought up in mainstream media. So... All I'd like to say is have a look at the article, have a look at these companies and give them a go. Like, let's start trying to support these companies that are trying to do good and in the right way. They're not trying to force things upon people because everybody has their own choices in that. But let's start, let's start showing some fucking support to these people that are trying to make a difference to our fucking success and humanity of being able to get forward. And it's I just think it's fucking fantastic. Not just because it's alcohol and I'm Scottish, but <laughs> right. just just how how many things over the last few weeks that we've looked at that can be done with environment in, mm. in mind. Yeah. It's insane. Well, as you were kind of breaking down the article, I was I was looking into the company Avalon or Avalon or however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> there, I they they have one of one available one product available right now, the Calvados, like it says. So I clicked on the product, 
and it sent me to like a purchase website. So, yeah. um, seventy CL. What is that? Uh, CL is what? Um, that's centiliters. So okay. seventy CL is like seven hundred milliliters. Okay, so a bottle a bottle of uh, seventy CL is about thirty five pounds, right? Not bad, right? For a upper tier booze, right? Uh, it's a uh, forty forty percent uh, ABV. And it's classified as sort of an apple brandy, which, okay. Okay. So here's the tasting notes breakdown of what this Avalon is supposed to taste like. It says, the nose is freshly cooked apple pie with a hint of vanilla custard. Ah, full circle from the beginning opening rounds, right? There you go. The the body is richly warming with cinnamon, vanilla, and star anise. And it finishes... With almost a toffee apple finish. Yeah, 40 is low for a spirit, but it's meant to be as a mixer. But the website specifically states... Is it 40% or is it 40 proof? Uh, 40% ABV. Uh, 40%, that that, that vodka I'm drinking is 40%, which is 80 proof. Right. 40% isn't actually... 40% is actually quite high on the alcoholic level, especially in... Especially because the the website says it's designed to be a mixer, right? So it's 80 proof, 40%. Yeah, yeah. It's 80 proof, 40%. The website, Avalon itself, has some some drinks. Now, stop me if this sounds good. There's They call it Avalon Tonic. It's 50 mil Avalon Calvados, splash of tonic water, two dashes of your favorite bitters. Dude, on a hot-ass summer day? That would be refreshing as fuck. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, can you imagine just, like, waking up and going, I'm going to have a fucking drink of apple pie. <laughs> right? They've got with, another with drink. With vanilla custard. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably didn't say percent. That's my bad. They've got <laughs> another drink called Ambrosia. It's 45 mils of Calvados, um, 15 mils pear liqueur, so, like, Midori, if you got a Midori, because Midori's pear. Uh, there's a couple other pear liqueurs that you like. Five mint leaves, one fresh sprig of lavender, ten mils lemon juice, five mils of honey water, topped with sparkling water, serving a highball glass, shake. That sounds really fucking good, man. That sounds like, can you imagine sitting out in your garden, peace and quiet, sitting at about 80, 90 Fahrenheit, just out in the sun and just sitting on a tall ice glass of that shit. Dude, that sounds fucking amazing. (laughs) Some some gentle rock in the background. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And then then one more. One more I'll bring up because it caught my interest. They call this drink called Two Athens. All the drinks that they're 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 mixed drinks, they're they're shaken drinks over ice, uh, built in a highball glass. Forty-five mils of Calvados, a bar spoon of olive brine, twenty mils of verjuice, which I'm not familiar with. No. Um, and then top it with tonic water, uh, garnish with flowers and and olive. That sounds really fucking tasty too. Like, this Calvados, like, a company like that I could get behind. I want to see if they got an American distributor, because I kind of want to pick some up. 
Because <laughs> I'm intrigued. Is this going to be a case that I'm going to have to send two bottles of alcohol to you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's in England. You could probably pick one up. For, or it's over in your neck of the woods. You could probably yeah. pick one up and do a review. But yeah, dude, just, just reading the article and seeing the fact that they were trying to reduce the carbon footprint and produce yeah. a, an ethically sustainable drink that aligns with my interests of the podcast and your <laughs> like that's some dope shit dude and from what i was reading when you were breaking down the article it sounds really fucking good yeah it sounds like, really good what i liked about it is the fact that see because they use apples like we talked about this like a week ago or two weeks ago mm-hmm. that in the UK especially, cider is like a big yes. Like compared to beer, like cider and beer are side by side is one of the main alcoholic drinks in the UK. So the fact that it's like an apple brandy, brandy for me, I, I don't usually drink brandy. It's not something that I've seen my friends or people right. that I know drink brandy. But like that shit can it really, can it really be go wrong? No, I don't <laughs> think so. real, like like, it's hard to think of a fucking bad thing that you could go down with that. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, what, what, how could that go bad? Like, I don't, because it's got, like, classic flavors that I like. Like, it's got hints of vanilla and apple pie and honey in there. It's like, mmm, mmm, let's yeah. fucking go. But yeah, like, crazy. That That's interesting that, because this, this is a theme, that one of the many themes we have on the show is, environmental impact because let's face it we only got one planet right now let's not destroy this one while we're all still here and the fact that companies that are being allowed to not being allowed to but are making their own own lane and producing products and methods that at least on paper right now seem to have a very um thought forward mentality is a dramatic shift from what we've had for so long where companies have been like, eh, just fucking find a way to make it happen. Right. Who cares about the fallout? Just make it happen. And slowly, but surely as we highlight these articles, more and more of these companies that we're finding are having that, that what's the word I'm looking for? That, that, um, Oh, that the forward mentality, the the, the forward progress, the the yeah. sustainability, and a goal that leave that leave what you find better before you or what is it? Um, leave the place leave better, the world, yeah, yeah, than when you found it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of yeah. what it, it took me a minute. My brain was like, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's really cool. I would definitely want to. Exactly. I would definitely want to like get a hold of this or have you get a hold of it so you can like taste it and see if it's worth it. Yeah. If it's worth it, I definitely want to like. I definitely want to see if they get it like an American, uh, branch and pick up a bottle because that would be, that would be a nice yeah. sipper, bro. That'd be that'd be a nice sipper on a hot day, going into oh, the summer months. Sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I mean, I've got a nice wee collection up there, and the one thing I don't have up there is a brandy. Right! So, I might have to just, I might just have to go, let's, let's, let's go with that one and just see 
just how it will go. You might have to take, a, take it, a swing it, at that it bad just, boy. It just, it seems... It seems like a smart way to fucking, like, we talk about these positive stories. Let's start actually using them then. Yeah, exactly. Let's start start supporting them. Fucking die. So, I maybe have to contact them and see if there's, like, a pack that Mm -hmm. I can buy off them. Like, see, like, with the bottle and, like, information and all that kind of stuff that I can buy for them. Mm -hmm. Just so that I can actually have a wee bit more... Information. Information. I yeah, I, I posted like, a link. I didn't mean to cut you off. I posted a link in chat for those of you that are over in the UK or whatever, to where you can buy it. Uh, this this storefront that they go through my green pod. If you buy a product from my green pod, they'll also plant a tree. But yeah, let's go. go. Anyway, didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to mention that I put it in chat. Oh, I, I, I was there wasn't really much else I was going to dive. I was just. Yeah, that looks I was cool. just being. I, I made. I, 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 I want to get in contact and just try and get a wee bit more information on it. It's like I know a lot of people contact these places and be like, "Oh, can you give me shit for free?" No, like, we're not that way. Yet. At the end of the day, these type type of companies like I can just pay for their shit. Right. Like, they're trying to make a living as well, but I'd like to like if they have like other things that I can use to be able to actually get information in that like. You're always up for fucking paying for that wee bit extra just to get real information. So I'll get in contact with them and see if there's anything that they've got. Can... Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm I'm totally behind you reaching out to them and seeing like if there's more. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Like same dude, with the other companies as well. Yeah, there was a a couple of the companies you told me the ice cream place over here. That, yeah, that plant based one. I, I I tried to reach out to them, but I I didn't hear anything back. I might hit them up again. I think they got Twitter. I might reach out to them on Twitter and see what's going on. But yeah, yeah I, I definitely I definitely agree with like since we're highlighting these companies, maybe we should pick a few and like bring their products on or whatever and see if we can't like yeah. put our money where our mouth is on it and 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 that No, way. exactly. So, that was cool, dude. I I did not get a chance to skin that. So when you Yeah, that was really cool. I I, I dig that story. That story's dope. So let to be us... honest, I didn't get a chance to look at yours because I went out for sushi, then came back and went, right, what I'm going to do is I was supposed to jump on to the PlayStation with my brother and play some Warzone. Uh-huh. And then I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll do that and then at the back of 6-7, I'll jump on stream, I'll play some football manager, get in time made for the podcast and that'll be it. While I read like the stories and do that shit. And I came back, done a few things in the house, and went, do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'll stick on Critical Role for a bit and ended up <laughs> one and a half episodes through Critical Role. <laughs> nice. Critical Role does that. I like I gotta catch up. I'm so, only on like episode one I think I'm on episode one ten. I'm so far behind. I just I mean he, this, <laughs> this is the thing that I've been thinking with Zim and just every now and again I'll send him a message being like, Holy fucking shit, I can't believe this happened in episode eighty six. But for the last, like, and no judgment, for the last three weeks, uh-huh. I've literally been binging it non-stop to the point of three, three and a half episodes per day. Jesus Christ! Just timing. Like, I am literally on episode 138 right now. You fucking asshole! I, I started get campaign two four weeks ago. <laughs> you fucking asshole! <laughs> 
I just, oh, like, even to a point where I'm getting, like, four hours worth of sleep, as soon as I wake up, I'm on the computer, critical role goes on, while I'm doing other bits and pieces, but never straying too fucking far. Yeah, you're only one episode I, I, I behind. Episode 139 so, just dropped Thursday. Yeah, well, my plan is, is... The night I'm going to try and watch the rest, because I think I've got something like an hour and 30 minutes left to 38 or 138 to go. Mm-hmm. I was going to jump on stream after this, uh-huh. but I'm not going to. Right. And then my plan is, is tomorrow, watch 139. Right. So that I'll then stream my horror shit fucking tomorrow, <laughs> bastards. Um, and then that's me ready to go for 140 on Thursday because. I went on, they were all watching it. The, yeah, they uh, were in the Discord, they were having a watch party. And I was going to, like, I was, because I'd messaged in that to see about Paladins on the, <laughs> the Friday, yeah. I'd went on, and I just started, I was like, oh, fuck, they're all talking about Paladins. And then I just started seeing them talking about it. It's like, no, no, fuck off, fuck <laughs> off, fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, I did that too. I was like, nope. to get caught up so that I can start just, because, it's been annoying because the only problem that I've got is it starts at like three AM my right. time. Which is kinda fucking shitty. But <laughs> yeah. It's just that kind of way I'd like to be able to now and again be able to just watch an ep- like a full episode when it's on live <laughs> yeah. with everybody else because at the moment it's like I'm just having to watch it by myself. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it's because like at this point, like as I said, like, I'll randomly be messaging her. I can't believe that they all got fucking this happened. Uh-huh. And it's like, aye, that happened like 20 weeks ago, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the like, same that boat. happened two years ago, fuck off. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So yeah, I definitely got to catch up. So um, my story's a little different this week. This story, this is this is a Florida man story, but a Florida man story you're not going to expect. So, this article caught my attention right away because Florida man rescues an eight-month-old puppy from a goddamn alligator. All right, so, yeah. this badass right here has an eight-month-old chocolate lab, uh, chocolate lab Jack, right? So... He also <laughs> says, there's nothing Mike McCoy wouldn't do for his adored eight-month-old chocolate lab Jack, including, it seems, wrestling a fucking alligator. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. I love my dog. I love my kids. Alligator, I'm making the boots, baby. Let's go, right? So it says, <laughs> Mike and Jack were out walking <clears throat> near a pond behind the middle school in the town of Holiday when a gator out of nowhere, woof! Rushed up, snatched up poor little Jack. Tried to pull him under the water. Mike was like, nah, homie, fuck that. That's my boo. Dives in the water and starts whooping this alligator's ass. Just wailing on him and wrestling him, right? But, to his credit, Mike has some knowledge on gators. He said, I previously read up on my environment in gators. I got around, thumbed him in the eye. Picked him up out of the water so he couldn't get anywhere until I let my dog go. This is a quote. And in the interim, he decided, I don't have him. I'll bite you. So Mike gets bit in the process of rescuing Jack. But Mike's like, oh, I'm going to thumb him in the eye, fish hook this motherfucker, pick him up. And then in the process, gets fucking snatched up by an alligator. Right? 
It goes on to say, after the tussle with the with the giant reptile, both owner and dog got medical medical stitches and now are doing fine. Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission are also working to relocate the alligator to a safer place. That's it. That's the article. Florida man walks in. His dog gets snagged. He dives in, thumbs the fucking gator, picks it up all Hulk Hogan style, whoops its ass, gets bit, Goes to the hospital, a fucking badass dog chilling next to him like homie. Paul, I can imagine in the out in the ambulance ride, little Jack raises a paw, Mike just fist bumps like I got you, boo. Like that's so many times you hear about Florida man being the the fucking horrible human being. It's nice that Florida man whoops an alligator's ass to save his dog's life. Because I'll tell you right now, if a gator tried to snatch Nick's. Or if a gator tried to snatch uh, one of my kids, depending on which one it was, I'll dive in and fuck up a gator too. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, yeah. like hopefully, like Mike, I'll be badass enough to fucking whoop its ass enough where my kid walks out with just stitches too. Because a couple <laughs> years ago, a couple years ago, <laughs> depending on which one, exactly. Now I say that for comedic effect. Don't nobody hear this and go. Fuck off! No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but a couple he years says ago, it almost every episode there must be some truth there. <laughs> a couple of years ago, you heard the story of uh, a gator in Disney snatching a kid up, and that didn't end well. The kid was taken. So seeing a a, a Florida man story about a gator. That has a happy ending where the gator catches the ass whooping. Kind of made my day. It really did. Like, I mean, I'm not. I I shit on Florida all the time because Florida is the running joke of the world because it's it's crackheads and meth heads and fucking weirdos and fucking creepy shit and snakes and alligators. It's finally nice that Florida man got some got some come ups. Got the bamf for saving old Jack's life over there. And the the article has a picture of Jack who's got like the cone on his head. He's looking at the camera like, but he lived, Jack. <laughs> and Mike is no Mike is no spring chicken either. He's looking, yeah. He's looking to be a little bit older too. So for an old dude to just he got that old man strength. That's what it was. He got that old man strength to just whoop that gator's ass. <laughs> but no, it's it's amazing to see the lengths people will go to protect their kids their loved ones and their pets and and you have a you have a clearly uh well laid out thing that you pets aren't your thing you don't think that we should have them yeah but this i think is an example and <laughs> a feather in the cap of pet owners to say hey not all of us are assholes some of us some of us could yeah. have a dog <laughs> no exactly like it's, it's, a, it's a nice thing to, like again as we've we've said countless times on this thing, like there's there's so many stories that don't come out in mainstream media. Like you look at like the Florida man, every mm-hmm. time you hear a story that comes out of Florida, it's always been some meth head or some crack dealer or something fucking terrible that's come out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably find there's countless ones of these stories that are out there that people don't like thing because like like you could turn around and, and make the joke of well that's that's kind of that's why America is the world's Florida is <laughs> as much as all the shit shows that come out of America there is still the odd time where you go fucking well done America 
Um, <laughs> but like in, in those cases, it is all just jokes because like there's, there's a similar amount of fucking shite that comes out of us and anywhere else in the world. But it is, it's, it's just it's such a nice thing to see that there is these sort of stories that the, you maybe know or know about, but they're out there. Gives you hope. It gives it gives you hope that there's 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 shit out there that is actually good. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a booze company affecting the environment in a positive way to a to an elderly gentleman kicking the shit out of a fucking alligator. (laughs) Exactly. There's some hope in the world left. There's there's some hope left. Exactly. Yeah, man, dude. Like that's crazy. Like, I'll I'll. I'll I'll tell you what, man. If like, I've been through some shit. I've been through some hairy situations growing up. I've, I've I've walked into a crack house at two a.m. You know, I've had guns pointed at my head. I've I've dealt with pissed off animals coming at me. Like, bro, a gator? Like, the size of the cojones on you to look at that gator and go, I can take him. You got, you got, you got to have some man. You got to have some man. You got to have some marbles, man. Mad respect to that guy because, I mean, if it was a small gator, everybody would be like, ah, it's a small gator. But like, a gator in Florida is not a not a gator in other places. Like down in Florida, gators are fucking gators. So I mean, it's just just to have, just to have the balls to like the dude didn't even think. It says the article. Mike didn't even think. He jumped into the water. He's like, "You got my dog. Work. It's yeah. on, motherfucker. Ring the bell." Like that's just. <laughs> <laughs> and his quote, the quote is great. He's just like, "I previously read about my environment and gators. I got around, thumbed him in the eye, and picked him up out of the water so he couldn't get anywhere." Like he literally is like, "Get up here." Let my dog. He's literally like, let my fucking dog go. Like just, the, <laughs> just thinking about how that went down is just. It cracks me. It just makes me smile. It just cracks me up because like an old dude just whooping a gator's ass just makes me laugh. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's just one of these stories that you read and you're like, what, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> It's fucking wild, man, dude. That's crazy. Oh my god, that's just insane. It's a it's a nice way to end. (laughs) It really is. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Hey, Chris, where can they find you, buddy? Where can they reach out to you? Where they where can they touch base with us? Are you particularly? You can get us. Get me on uh, Twitter. You can get me on Twitch. It's all at Chris's ninety. Uh, across the board, you can get us through the website. Right over, a there. right over Contact there. part right over, where you yep, just right have to there. click. Right there. Yep. Right above. And it goes said. straight to a a a, a, a drunk tank email. Mm-hmm. Um. So we can you can get us through that. There's plenty of avenues that you can get in touch. Let us know how you what you thought of the show. Um. The web the website as well. It has all the stories that we've shared through the, the happy endings are all up. I've put a, a brand new page on the website where you can get every one of these stories that comes up to read. Dude, that was, that, was a, that was a brilliant update to the website. I hadn't had a chance to tell you in person, but that that update, the happy endings page, dude, stroke a genius on that one. Holy mm. shit, man. That was a great addition to that. 
yeah so you can you can get all the positive stuff there the podcast itself each episode is on the website as well through spotify mm-hmm. but you don't need a spotify account to listen to them i'm pretty sure you just click play and it plays through the website i'm pretty sure i've set it up right that you can do it that yeah, way yeah i checked it yeah um, it works on mobile too yeah um there's other wee bits there's i mean we've got UK uh, Z Monster that was in chat, he's currently one of our uh, weekly spotlights that we're going to be putting up. You can go and check out a video from him and then check out his YouTube and stuff. Same with Titan Naughty, who's coming on next week. Yeah. Um, there's a video up that you can go and check out them through the streamer page. Um, plenty of information you can get us to through that and let us know what you think of the episodes, what you think of the podcast itself. If you have anything that you want to add, if there's stories that you think we should have a look into, just get in touch, let us know, share them. Yeah, that that like that's amazing. Oh, and plus the Drunk Tank's got merch now. Yes, we do have merch. Um, there's two stores up the new, but over time uh, the last week I'm considering closing down one of them right. because one of them was supposed to be it's cheaper to send it to America and the other one is cheaper to send to EU mm-hmm. but when I've sent you a special present it's turned out that it literally cost me an extra pound to send it to America uh-huh. so I think I'm going to take down one of the, the 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 stores and leave the second one up because the inventory that they have now literally like we've got the very lovely yeah I mug. saw in the background I was there like you, you better go. show that off <laughs> you've got the mug but um there's also stickers magnets there's a clock there's a scarf there's a fucking throw pillow because I wanted a fucking throw pillow <laughs> yeah. um. Yeah, you did. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. There's uh, coasters, if you want to tell me that. There's mm-hmm. the mug like that. There's a tall mug. There's a travel mug. There's a water bottle. There's plenty of fucking things. There's going to be more things added once I can sort out a design. Because the design that we've got just isn't big enough to be able to get in certain items. Like, there's posters and there's canvases and all that. But there's a, there's a special that me and Docs has talked about in private. There's a special photo that I'm wanting yep, I gotta, done. Yep. That my plan is to get canvases and posters and postcards <laughs> and pictures made with this shit. Yeah. Like we can like eventually we're gonna have t shirts and fucking leggings and there's masks and all that. So yep. there's plenty I, of I stuff got a list of artists plans. I need to send you. I've been looking for artists on Fiverr. Who can do yeah. some uh, branding designs for us? I've got a few mm-hmm. that I'm gonna send you that you can take a look at, and you can let me know what you think. Yeah, no, definitely. Because if we can get that sorted and mm-hmm. get an official fucking brand done, then we'll be yeah, laughing. I like, I like the, I like the brand idea of having like the mugs, the character mugs, where yeah. like you were talking about having like the bagpipes and shit. I think, I think that would be a cool mm-hmm. like piece. To get done. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. I'm excited, man. It, it it's I'm excited about it. I I'm I'm excited for when that present gets here. I'm excited to see what we come up with, especially in July. Like July, when I get settled to the out July, August, September, like, dude, hundred miles an hour, dude. So much shit's gonna happen that we're just gonna we're gonna crush it. 
like this summer, Definitely. into the fall, and into the new year. Plus, we got that bet July 1st. We got to weigh in. And then um, yep. whoever loses the uh, most weight or gains the most muscle, the loser pays that amount to charity. Um, I did want to talk to you about it. Do you think maybe we could do what would be better is we do like a, a charity live stream? And during the charity live stream, the loser donates during the charity live stream because why not turn it into an opportunity where other people can donate too? Yeah, no, there's plenty of kind of things that I, like, I'd like to think on and get sorted. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got like, what, seven months? Yeah, so... we got plenty of time. There's a decent thing, but no, that seems like it could be a get other people involved, get mm-hmm. some shit going. No, it's could be fun. worth a look. Could be yeah. fun, brother. And you guys can find me like through the website. You know, there's a contact page where it links to our Twitter and stuff. You can find me at Twitter on at DocsRyan. You can find me on Instagram, which I barely post to at DocsRyan. You can find me mostly through my Twitch. Uh, and then on my YouTube, because I actually YouTube this week! Woohoo! I had such a great... Me and Sim were sitting in a fucking voice call when it came up, and we like, holy fucking shit, he's done it, well done! <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the way you can reach us. We'll be back uh, next week, episode 16, with our special guest Titan Naughty, who I like to call Titan Nasty, because that motherfucker, he nasty on them first-person shooters, boy. Crazy. <laughs> But uh, let's go. I'll uh, I'll talk to you next week, and uh, I'll hit you up later, Chris. So say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Bye.